Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. If you like a lot of wrestling on YouTube, join our cult. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Diddlers of all ages. Cultaholic proudly brings to you both halves of the fourth best podcast as voted by Squared Circle 2019 of the world. The big king, Ross Twiddell. The pain in the ass, Jack the Jobber. The cult, a holic, wrestling podcast. And of course, if you're not down with that, then we have two words for you. Like and subscribe. Crossing the dulcet tones of Matthew, who does read the mailbag and suggestions. Joined as always by Ross Riddell and Jack the Jobber. First of all, Ross, how the hell are you? Lovely, Matthew. Even better because I looked at last week's podcast comments and we have an incredibly famous viewer. And I don't know how this could have happened without them watching the entire podcast because commenting on last week's podcast was the verified account of Guinness World Records. <laughs> One day ago, the comment was left. Was that Ross mentioning record breakers? Question mark, exclamation mark, and then the eyes. Wow. Nine likes I had at the time when I took the screenshot in front of me. So how could they find that unless they were watching the podcast? That's why you can't detect sound, can you, on, on, on YouTube? No. Uh, someone could have tagged them, maybe. Yeah, but maybe, regard, yeah. regard, Either way, you know, that's big. Hello, Linford. It's, biggest, <laughs> it's the biggest one since, uh, since Big Lewis, isn't it? Quick, someone mentioned a TV show from 20 years ago. Quick, get them. <laughs> awesome. Oh, we have all that power? That's great news, Ross. We need to find a, a terrible, like a crap world record we could break here as a, as a trio over Zoom somehow and get ourselves in the record books. Is it bad, Ross, when you start saying that about Guinness World Records, it was going to be about Jack's tweet and they've actually got a thousand or a billion Pokemon ready to fight a billion lions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. I thought you were going to say, because I was going to say in the little news at the end, Jack, and you appreciate this before I ask mm. how you're doing, is that we mentioned uh, Summoning Salt, and then he came up with a new video. Yes, he did. So he the did. power of this podcast, wow. I know. Excellent. How are you doing, man? Oh, mate, I've had a terrible week. Oh, no. <laughs> I've had such a bad week. Uh, two thi- Three things, sorry, just so I don't forget. Uh, I got a tweet from Alyssa Hanna, who said, every time my fiance, this is to all of us, Every time my fiancé sleeps over, I fall asleep listening to your dulcet tones since he needs to listen to something to fall asleep. And it's almost always you guys. Want to give him a shout out. His name is Alex and he's a numpty. So <laughs> shout out to you, Alex. Thanks, Alyssa, there for the uh, for the tweet. I'm Thanks, numpty. Happy to do that. Thank you, numpty. Hope that yes. helps you fall asleep. <laughs> um, yeah. Mate, I've had a shocking week. Um, first of all, on Monday, I rang 
home, see how my parents were doing, and my brother and that. Just haven't seen them for ages because of COVID. And I was like, how you doing, ma'am? You all right? And she was like, yeah, yeah. She was dead calm as well. She was like, yeah, you're fine. Did you get my text? I was like, no, I must have missed it. What's happened is they've had a home intruder. <laughs> I know no one's hurt. Everyone's fine. But um, yeah, my mum's got in the car. She's gone off to the shops. And my dad, because he's in his 50s and a man, has got a shed in the garden, like many men do. And he was on his way back from the shed into the house and walked in and there was a man in there. <laughs> and he said, obviously my dad kicked off. He was like, what the, what's going on? And the bloke went, calm down, I'm the police. So my dad punched him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> and he ran, he ran away, and then the real police turned up and asked questions and stuff. Yeah, so that was uh, that was a bad start to the week. But everyone's fine. Obviously, my dad's like fuming. Um, my my mum seems totally calm about it because she wasn't in the house, so she's fine. She's like, oh yeah, e, your dad's really angry. I don't feel bad. <laughs> um, I've got to ask, was he dressed like the police? So no, he was dressed. The weird thing is. There was a laptop out and there was an envelope of money for the builders when they next come round. And he didn't, no, no, he didn't touch anything. And he was in there and he didn't look like, my dad said he was wearing like, not formal clothes, but like expensive clothes, like a quality, like padded coat, nice shoes. And they don't know why he would have broken in. The only thing, and it's quite sinister, that they can think of is that he's seen my dad's car leave and he might have seen my dad driving that car before and he thinks there's a woman in the house on her own. Yeah, I know, absolutely terrible. So when he's walked in and then my dad's walked in, he's obviously, apparently he was really frightened as well, like shocked, like he didn't expect a, a man to be in there. Really scary, man, really awful. So that was a bad, that was a bad start of the week. Um, and make sure you lock your doors, everyone. And then also uh, last night, about 20, 30 minutes after me and Owen had finished Twitch streaming, Police show up at the door. I go out, open the door. The girl from the flat upstairs comes down as well. And they're like, yeah, we've just had a call. Um, apparently there's someone trying to break in to this building. We were like, well, we've not heard anything. We've not seen anything. And um, and then they said, can we have a look around? They got in the door. One of them got a radio. Uh, there was a man and a woman. One of, The policeman got a, a radio message from someone. I didn't hear what they said. And then he just went, right, cheers. And they just left. Like, they realised it was bollocks so quickly, like, so fast. We were like, there's a girl on the third floor if you want to ask her. And they were like, no, it's, no, it's fine. And they just left. It, it was totally a prank thing. And I'm just absolutely fuming because we were streaming not long before that. And I'm just like, it's not, I'm just not happy. Just not, just not happy at all. Very demotivated, Matthew. Very demotivated, but I'll get through the podcast anyway. Should be all right. Sorry about that big rant there. It's been a shocking week. <laughs> It's all right, Jack. If I had a week that shocking, I'd want to vent about the podcast as well. So I'm glad you got it. I thought I'd get it all out of the way early doors and yeah. then we can talk about the rest. Exactly. Yeah. Like at this, at this mother's meeting, we all share our stories. But, and get mate, over it. Just absolutely fuming. Yeah. Yeah. I bet. I do like the, the way you delivered that story and goes, well, he said it was the police. So my dad punched him. Well, he blatantly, he blatantly wasn't the police. But apparently he was wearing a mask. So it's good that he's respecting the rules. Oh, right, like a COVID mask, not, not like, like a, Richard yeah, Nixon. Not, yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Any police-related activities with you, Ross, or have you got away with them? No, I listened to the police, actually, the other day. No, oh, nice. Bit, bit, bit of Roxanne, that's as close as I've come to the police. <laughs> Put on your red light and all that malarkey. Yeah. I learned he, something about that song, actually, this week. Uh, I need to go back and listen to it. Maybe you can know the exact bit I'm talking about. Apparently, there's a bit at the start where some pianos start playing. It's not in sync or in tune or anything. 
apparently it's just because um, the guy in the police just sat down and thought the lid was on the piano and it wasn't. Made a bunch of like noises and he went, oh, whatever. Kept on recording. They liked the sound of it. Fair right. enough. I His arse is playing that song. I did learn a thing about the police. What's the drummer called in the police? Steve. Steve will do. Steve. He released an album under the name Clark Kent without telling anybody it was him. Oh. A solo oh. album released under the... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm very tired today. What's the word I'm looking for? A pseudonym? Pseudonym. Uh, yeah, that's the one. Pseudonym. That's not how that was. How yeah, good that, is it? It's a different song. <laughs> Better Phil Collins. Uh, yeah. yeah. The pseudonym Clark Kent. I never knew that. I never knew mus- oh. musicians did that. It's a Stuart Copeland. Stuart Copeland. Oh. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. You know what? Here's some wrestling news. Oh. Get yeah, well, of course, the big, big news this week in AEW. There's a big, big surprise signing that everyone thought would be in WWE for life. And it is, of course, J.D. Drake, yes. who made his oh, appearance yeah. <laughs> last week on AEW Dark in the crowd, got signed properly, had a match with Eddie Kingston, they chopped each other's bollocks off. And I hope J.D. Drake stays for a while because it'd be great to hear how the Big Show sounds commentating over his matches. <laughs> I've seen one of his matches, you know, one. Was it the one on the network Evolve, show of Evolve? Yeah, the Evolve one against, uh, what's his face? He's good, Austin. isn't he? Austin. J.D. Drake. Yeah, yeah, Austin, yeah. Big Austin. I like Steve J.D. Austin. <laughs> I like J.D. Drake's look. He's just a big, hard man. Like there needs that. to be more big, hard men in wrestling. None mm. of this muscular bollocks like Cody Rhodes. I laugh about that still. 19 pounds of muscles he's put on. Peter Avalon twists him over in the figure four to reverse it. Muscles mean nothing. Muscles mean nothing, Matthew. What was it, it tell, Anderson, Ross. What was it on Anderson said? It's all strategically placed muscle or something like that. <laughs> yeah, in that yeah, old yeah. promo. Anderson Andy, would say that. Yeah. Need to find that promo where he's got his nice little hat on. It's a sensational look. <sighs> Mick Foley tried to congratulate Big Show for joining AW, but he accidentally tagged Annabelle Ewing, the SNP member for the uh, Beef concert. <laughs> I can't say that. So Foley throwing his sock in. He's officially pro independence for Scotland. Well done, Foley. Been talking to Drew, Frida. Oh God, low hanging fruit. Did he call me? Uh, multiple new WWE signings reported the Portman Centre Orlando, wait, Florida wait, wait, yesterday. Is that, all, is that all we're saying about the Big Show on the podcast? Like the biggest news that's shaking the wrestling world, and well, we're just going to skip over it, are we? You think it would be big news, but it came out on Wednesday. 1 p.m. our time. So we can't use the entire the, the previous seven days, don't we? In the news section, mm, yeah. it is it is big news. But I want to get that joke in. To be honest, Ross, you are quite right. What do you think <laughs> about the big show? I wish that they'd not announced. I wish that everything wasn't announced these days. But I get that it's for like PR and it would make a big. It'll be a big splash and everything. But I just wish he'd walked out on dynamite. That'd be much cooler. I think editorializing, but because they're also doing the stuff with Impact showing up and announced. And then New Japan showing up and announced. Them doing that, like, wait, are they trying to apply? WWE's trying to show up and announced. <laughs> that, would be, that, would, that would be the second big hint after Jim Ross last week. <laughs> oh, yeah. The WWE champion. The WWE champion. Oh, I see. That's good, that. Because I was getting confused because both Cody and Kenny are being quoted as, oh, I'd love to work with WWE. So I thought that's what you're getting at. Like, yeah. And then Moxley went, there is no way we're ever working with WWE. (laughs) (laughs) Fan service. So, yeah, Big Show, he not only has his commentary license, but his wrestling license, they were keen to say. Oh. So it turns out he really is desperate for that match with Shaq. I hope we get to see it. 
Why not that? Because I'm, to be frank with you, lads, I am not interested in the slightest in watching Big Show wrestle anymore. I've seen enough of the Big Show over the past 25 years to, to, get, me, to get me money's worth. I just think it's like when Patrick Vieira joined Manchester City, I think it's a similar, <laughs> similar vibe to that. New kids on the block want to legitimise themselves. Patrick Vieira passed his prime. Big name in the door. Everyone takes them seriously. Vieira has a big influence, brings a winner's mentality to the locker room, and then they go on to new, new heights after that. I think it's just like that. I'd like to see him wrestle Marco Stunt, yes. Darby Allin, and Shaq. And that's, that, that would do me, I think. That would be good. I'm just looking forward to what they do with the entrance music. Because it could... Hopefully well, they, they don't get the guy who did FTR's music to do it for them. Just make a slightly worse version of the yeah. WWE one. <laughs> uh, it's Can the they... big white, Paul White, Paul White, <laughs> Paul yeah, White. Yeah, or they could go like, ooh, is yeah. it the big... Like they can't quite... It's, it's not as definitive. Go! Uh, yeah. Go the big... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it'd be like Apollo. Pull away! <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yes, that guy. Yeah, pull away. <laughs> dun, dun. Multiple new signings report the performance centre, and this may sound like last week's news, but this is how many people we are signing at the minute. And it's even more unconfirmed, so next week might be even longer. Uh, AQA, Parker Boudreaux, Christian Casanova, I think something's well last week, in fact. Uh, Gigi Dolan, Anthony Henry, JD Drake's tag partner in Evolve, I know him. Blake Christian, who was wrestling in GCW about two months ago, and everyone was going, have a good time at WWE. He's like, shut up, it's not confirmed yet. Uh, Cora Jade, Bronson Reichsteiner, of course, Rick Steiner's son. Is it Rick Steiner? Yeah, I think it is. Rick, They've all got think. the same name. Yeah. Uh, Carissa Rivera, Zoe Stark, and Taya Valkyrie. I mean, and Zoe Robert. Stark's already. I think, yeah, a lot of them were announced last week. But they're, they're, they're signing everybody right now. So yeah. uh, if you're a wrestler and uh, fancy your chances, please send a self-addressed envelope to P.O. Box WWE at Titan Towers. <laughs> you can see where Big Show's wage packet's going straight away, can't you? <laughs> yeah, that'd be for all of them. <laughs> well, they made all that money off the Big Show show on Netflix, so God knows where that's going. Will that Amazon now be Prime. called the, the White White Show or something like that? <laughs> oh my God, that's unreal. <laughs> the White White. Um. Uh, Matt Riddle said in an interview that uh, he met Vince Man for the first time. Vince Man just thought he was a goof when he first met him. No way. God knows how he felt that. Don't worry, Riddle. People have other names for you now. Uh, R.I.P. Joseph Josephus Hudson. AKA mm. the NWA's question mark. Charlie passed away just before I went doing this podcast. To be honest with you, I only know him from the question mark gimmick. It seemed to be the very well done and stupidly done. I enjoyed that level of comedy. And then but I get like a lot of wrestlers nowadays, he's passed away. And the one positive of this is he's passed away and people are just saying what a great guy he was and what a huge influence he was on the scenes yeah. he was in. So uh, did you, are you guys watching the NWA or I saw bits of him. Mark? He was a part, I feel like he was really crucial because it was all old school and it was all back to basics, but the best wrestling shows always have variety and you need some comedy or something. And and he fulfilled that role really well. So again, like you, I didn't see him before NWA. I wasn't too familiar with him, but he did a good job and it is it is sad. Yeah. Uh, also, Progress held a show this weekend. Yeah. Wow, what a great news section. Um. Go on, the next bit. 
It's a bit frosty. You're not allowed to say much. <laughs> I don't know. Here at Cultaholic, there's only so much we can say about certain things. Uh, we'll be told to, like, you know, don't go too in deep in this, but... Uh, don't get sued is what we're, what we're yeah, being told. Yeah, 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 don't get sued. Come on. I don't like lawsuits. Uh, let's just say you only get one chance at the second impression and uh, progress blew it. Yeah, yeah, they did, yeah. Is that what we're going to say? Yeah. yeah. But let's not close the news section on that miserable bit. There's another bit. that It's a perfect time to be adding this. It is, of course, time for the dog wall section. Mm, okay. Sent in and printed off on the printer that we didn't break this week. Fantastic. This is from Sean McClue. I've written down here. Uh, no name given to this dog. But look at the size of that. And, oh, it's a big, uh, beefy handsome one. Dog. Big, beefy, handsome dog. So I'll just... All the blue tack will fall off this type of paper, apparently. Speaking of dogs, by the way, so I've Go shared on. it in our, in our thing here at it's work today. Early. Someone on Reddit has shared it. It's a 90s game show, I presume in America somewhere. And there's a... Have you seen the chat? Do you see the thing I put in the chat? Oh, my God. The thing with Big Show on it. Yes. Could, yeah, what, what was, do you know what the show was called? I'll, I'll have a look right now. I've got Slack on my laptop. Mafu, this, this is a game show where they've got this, this child, this young girl... On the floor, and the presenter pours water into her mouth, like a, like to make her mouth like a trough, basically, like a dog bowl. And they have a dog come up to this young girl who's got her mouth open with the water in, and have the dog lick the water out of the girl's mouth. It's and the big mad. show is just shut. <laughs> big show is just big show is just sat there. I know he swore there. Big show is just sat there, just like going like, "What the hell is going on here?" <laughs> it's yeah, it's really bad. One um, of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. What's it that called? That sounds horrible. Uh, thank you, Chris Van. Uh... Revsvan for was, another nameless dog. Please no. keep on talking about this amazing story. It was a it was a Nickelodeon show, I think. I can't, it doesn't have what the it doesn't have what the name of the show is though. Gas, 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 gas. Just known as the in Germany. <laughs> I should put the blue tack on before oh, doing gas. this. It's taking forever. I'm sorry. Gas. It stands for games and sports for kids. Games and sports. Gas for kids. <laughs> Everyone loves that famous game and or sport, don't they? Gas, they certainly yeah. do. Thank French you, Angel with dogs. Angel Ramos for Stark. It's a nice dog. They're all nice dogs, I think. Uh, some radio blokey claims that he was going to be the new Joey Styles. Oh, yeah, that was news as well. Yeah, that was yeah. good. Yeah. And people like, are you kidding? There was a Joey Styles. I yeah, think Paul he's Heyman just... was just well, pulling your leg. As you said... It's like you misheard, you're going to be the next Joey Styles, and just thought, he's going to make me play the role of Joey Styles. Yeah, like Doink the Clown, just keeps him yeah. replaced. <laughs> All these knockoff Joey Styles ruining the indies. Uh, there's Andrew Ramos for another look at Stark. And I'll tell you what, this is taking forever. Is this going to happen every week? thought out segment. Yeah, so I'll that. end up with this one, which is the best, well, my favourite. Um, here's a picture of the dog. <laughs> and it just says, uh, his name's Lenin. No, not that one. From Sam uh, Glasver. Thank you very nice. much, pal. Good. It's nice, this. Yes. I will make sure to blue tack these next time or not do part of the new segment. So Ross and Jack just don't look awkward. This is a bad idea. You could just stick them on the wall before the podcast. And yeah, go, that might be a much, there. much better idea, Ross. Sorry about that. Well, <laughs> what a wonderful new section that was. Let's never repeat the mistakes we made and carry on now. Like so. Everybody get excited for the Cultaholic Hall of Fame. From an awkward segment to a beautiful segment, the Hall of Fame. And a condescending order from last week. Flow Rider, club can't handle me. 
It's okay. Seven percent. That's fine. <laughs> I think you find the club can handle you. <laughs> Uh, Adam Cole turning heel, 18%. That was that weird, rare wrestling choice. Kind of glad that I didn't win because... Wiping the sweat off me brow and taking a seat. Big Mama Botch, BMB to a friend, 75%. Thank you, the Coleholic faithful, for keeping me in the will. And also the good graces of me, beautiful mom who has never done anything wrong in life. Love you very much, Mum. I know you're listening, so I hope you'll be happy to speak to us tomorrow. <laughs> I just like, out of all of this, I really like how the best way that she could communicate to you that there'd been a misunderstanding wasn't, it was by emailing Ross. <laughs> it wasn't through talking to you. <laughs> she doubled down. She spoke to me and she messaged right. Ross. Because she's like, right, nah, right. nah, you've defamed me. I'm like, oh, Mum. Yeah. That's got to be the biggest, the biggest percentage ever in like the it podcast Hall of Fame history. 75%. That's be. like a whole three quarters, that. Mm. You know what? No one correct us. That is the biggest win ever <laughs> seen in the Hall of Fame. Have you heard that, Mum? Kind of anticlimactic now for this week. Uh, how can you follow your mum? Uh, I'm going to pick one. That's another wrestler one. I know that's completely obscene. And it's... That's not a bit odd. I don't usually pay much attention to what everyone's talking about on Twitter and stuff, but this week, me and my housemate watched... Elimination Chamber, more on that to come. And the end of that show, as unexciting as it was, was uh, The Miz cashing in. And it's almost weird seeing the reaction to this. People aren't saying they dislike it because the bad guy won with the briefcase and the blah, blah, blah. They're saying they don't like it because they don't appreciate the booking or the fact that The Miz hasn't won a match since October of last year. And I'm looking at this going, nah, I'm pretty sure that's his gimmick. That he's a little pain in the backside. That he has his mate do the stuff. So you know what? Just despite some people who I think are overthinking the concept of the wrestling storylines, not because I particularly care, but just despite people, and it's the best way to do things in life, I'm sure we agree, I'm putting The Miz being the new WWE champion in the Hall of Fame just to see their reaction on this very podcast. I'm sure next week I'll look at that and go, what was I bloody thinking? But right now I'm so empowered by seeing this weird reaction. I'm like, you know, he's he's supposed to you're supposed to dislike this. Matthew, you might want to read my uh, weekly featured article this week on cultaholic.com, where I talk about this very thing. Oh, nice. And there's a lot of Miz. Where can logs. someone find that article, Jack? That I like, definitely haven't read. Cultaholic.com, and um, there's a lot of Miz. There's a lot of Miz love in that. So I, I agree. I think it's a good pick from you there. I like the Miz. What do you job. think, Ross? I also like the Miz, and I also think people who aren't liking this, are having the correct reaction. Correct reaction, no matter how we get there. He is the heel. We are not supposed to like him being the champion. Mm-hmm. I think it's fine. Don't worry about it. It's part of the big story, man. It's, it's part of the big... Just let it play out. Yeah. The bit I don't like is the bit, all, all the build-up with Otis winning it for no reason, Tucker turning heel, Miz cashing in once for no reason. But not this, this part's not the worst part of the briefcase this year. Not by a long way. Sorry. Who, who's Tucker? Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I do every time. Uh, well, that's nice. That's kind of let the wind out the sails because I assumed both of you would be like, Matthew, that's terrible. It's a horrible pick. We don't agree with me. I don't know what to do. But that's fine. We'll move on to who was second last week. It... I was first last week. You're right. Yeah, I just realised. Sorry, <laughs> oh. I'm taking your win. I didn't put my man in because I'm a no, horrible son. <laughs> Sorry about that, Ross. You, 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 okay, well, you go ahead, mate. That's my friend BMB you're speaking about there, Matthew. I think you'll find. Oh, no. I'll go for Cameron Grimes. 
because this week's NXT, his segment in NXT this week was absolutely fantastic. Harking back to Million Dollar Man and the old, I'll give you $1,000 for 10 dribbles. I didn't realise just a bounce was a dribble in basketball. I learned something new today. Well. Oh. Sorry, I shouldn't jump in. <laughs> um, well, you got your basketball rival, haven't you, Jack? My nemesis, yeah, Dave, nemesis, yeah. Man. I think that a dribble is the continuous until you pick it up again. So I do think that you're right, Ross. I think it's a bit incorrect. But that's Damn, okay. that heel for inconsistencies. Actually, it can, it can, maybe it can be both. Two dribbles. Yeah, no, it can be both. It can be both. He's picked up his dribble, but he's also dribbled it three times. It can be both ways. It can be both I'll, ways. I'll never forget in year nine, we were doing the basketball in PE. And I was double. I had no idea about the rules of basketball. I was double dribbling. And people who... Is that the correct way to use that in a sentence? Double dribbling? Yeah, yeah. You were using two hands to bounce it. No, no. I was dribbling, stopping, and then dribbling again. That's also a double dribble, yes. Yes. Um, I was doing that, and I was infuriating the one lad in the entire class who actually knew about the basketball rules. I was like, I'm not doing anything wrong, man. Just leave us alone. I'm doing well. Uh, He's like, no, you're breaking the rule. And the fight was fantastic. It's the Um, second most annoying thing that a basketball noob can do. The first one is travelling, where they just run with the ball like it's rugby. Yeah, that's weird, isn't it? Yeah. If you want to see good basketball skills, myself and Dom... uh, Dom? Dom did a cult of Dom. Dick and Dom. Dom. That's exactly who we are. Dick and Dom, me and Tom, did a basketball thing last year. It was flawless in every sense of the word. Anyway, where was I going with this? Yeah, Cameron Grimes was doing a million-dollar man thing. Ten bounces, and I'll give you a thousand dollars. And he said pounds there, but he cut the video off just before million-dollar man would kick the ball away. That means he would lose some money and he would just go through. And I think he lost three thousand. No, he lost two thousand pounds by the end of the, the the segment because he. The third guy starts doing it like one bounce, whack, you're not going to get finished. I'll just yeah. smack you. It's just, this new gimmick, I don't know how, apparently it is real life, isn't it? Oh, have I been, has that been disproven by now by somebody? Apparently yeah. it is real life that he, he invested in one of these game stock thingies or something like that. So I'm happy that's, that real life has bled over into the wrestling ones. It's worked. It's fantastic. I like how he just assumed it was impossible for someone to dribble a basketball 10 times. The guy does it and he's like, what? <laughs> I thought that, okay. Then he watches the video, goes up to a woman, goes to kick it away on the 10th one, and she just moves away. <laughs> and he's like, oh, damn it. <laughs> it's really good. Oh, I like him a lot. Yeah. Okay. I've got nothing to add. I, oh, good pick. Sorry, I didn't. I forgot about the NXT thing with you, Matthew. <laughs> That's all right, mate. Uh, Jack, what have you got? I've not gone for a wrestling one this week, um, surprisingly, yeah, no. I've gone for French dance music pioneers and robotic duo Daft Punk. Oh, Why? right, yeah. What did you right. think I was going to say? I thought something like Daft, some obscure song you'd listened to 10 years no. ago. But yeah, you're right, Daft Punk have retired. Daft yeah, Punk. quite, quite yeah. right. Daft Punk retired last week. Um, I'm more into, generally more into the rock music and the punk rock than I am the dance music, but I can appreciate other genres of music. And... Yeah, they've got some absolute belters, and it's uh, they've, they've changed the music industry, and it's sad to see them go. And they did a farewell video, and I think one of them got blown up by the other. So it was a bit of a shocking conclusion. I thought you meant, like, properly. No, no, like, no, no, no. That's no. why retired. Because <laughs> he's a robot. He just sort of went into shards. There was a big puff of smoke, and then he just, like, shattered like glass. And the other one walked off into the desert. So, yeah. Oh. Uh, What's your favourite Daft Punk song? Oh, that's hard. I think just because of the scenes whenever it came on at the primary school disco. Probably one more, just one more time. Just a happy song, isn't it? Mm. 
Great song. But there's various. What's yours? Probably Robot Rock. Mm. Because I associate that song with, stop me if you've heard this before, uh, Germany. Oh, because yes. that was Bobby Gunn's theme. And that became the match where they uploaded because the entire crowd chanted Bobby, Bobby Guns, during probably, the entire match. Probably Guns, Bobby Guns, not Bobby Guns. Bobby Guns, yeah. Bobby Guns, yeah, probably. They left yeah. no impression on me whatsoever. I can't remember the guy's name. Uh, what about you, Ross? Your favourite Daft Punk song? Forget about Daft Punk. I'm all about Gigi D'Agostino. Lamar Toujours, whatever that song's called. Oh, oh. Big song. I'm assuming he's French and a man. <laughs> so because I know nothing about him, I just know the song. So because this one song, you've sacked off all of all Daft of Daft Punk. Punk's back back catalogue. Okay, gone. Um, everyone was waiting to see what the Scottish comedian Limmy would do because he's got two memes on Twitter. Every few oh. months, he'll tweet, "Listen to Get Lucky by Daft Punk. It's going to be the sound of the summer." <laughs> Eight years after, and you'll also, whenever someone dies, he tweets. I met so-and-so at a charity do, and they were surprisingly funny and uh, surprisingly down-to-earth and very funny. So he just said, met Daft Punk once. They were surprisingly down-to-earth and very funny. But I don't know if he'll do the Get Lucky tweet anymore. Very sad. Daft Punk is my pick. Matthew's Googling something. I should remember the name of the other French dance song that I know from the 90s or late 80s. It's Gigi D'Agostino, isn't it? La Moire Toujours. Oh, that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, the one I'm thinking of is a is a guy's name, and they keep they keep on saying it. Michelle. No, figure if it um, was. It's so weird and great. Oh, Sharona. No, I think the it's in. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> no, it's Apollo. Oh, no, come on, come on, is it's going to kill us? I'll find Jola, later on in the segment. Jola, Ta- Jola Taxi by Vanessa Paradis. <laughs> well, those were the three picks for the Hall of Fame. <laughs> I'm actually surprised that I assumed one of you, especially Ross, was going to go for Kofi Kingston complimenting Randy Orton's calf muscles. Oh, that was funny. That was funny. I, standard uh, standard behaviour, isn't it, with them thighs? Jesus Christ. I mean, mm. definitely been squatting. Bonjour. <laughs> Ça va. <laughs> the three picks are The Miz being a great W champion. Boo, the fans, I guess. Uh, Daft Punk splitting up. Cameron Grimes. Cameron man. Grimes being the million dollar man, the billion dollar man. Who knows? These are, these are three. Pre, these are three pretty easy ones for Ross to remember for next week for the Patreon. I write them down every week now yeah. in my special cultaholic notepad. Whoa. Look at the big time ballers we are now with our Ooh. own branded notepads. Doesn't it, doesn't it feel good. nice? Can you stroke the front? It is. It's really nice on the on the front there. I don't know what that what it's like squidgy kind of like rubbery but not rubber. Mm. Don't know what the material that is. Obviously very expensive. Well, obviously. Yeah. Only and the best for us here at Cultaholic. You know what isn't expensive? Subscribing to us on Patreon so you can vote for one of those three fantastic picks at your leisure. But you know, before next Thursday. Where can you find the Patreon? At patreon.com forward slash cultaholic. Lovely, thank you very much. I didn't say forward slash very well there, but no one said nothing, so it's all right. <laughs> that says, this week in the wrestling, it's this bloody week in the wrestling. Ah. <sighs> this week in wrestling. Start off with Smackdown. Edge opens the show, but is interrupted by Roman. Edge plays mind games and says that Roman knows he needs Edge to pick him. 
He can see that Roman is starting to crack under the pressure. Sami Zayn interrupts for some reason and is quickly taken out by Jey Uso. Roman whispers something to Edge and then leaves. Oh, what do you think oh. he said to him? Mm. I've heard the Daft Punk are going to break her. <gasps> woof, woof, moo, moo. <laughs> he made the noise I make at the start. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Apollo Crews says that Big E has never respected him. And now he's coming from what he deserves. <laughs> then loses clean to Nakamura. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did lose <laughs> beautifully put, beautifully put. Apollo attacks Nakamura afterwards. Big E tries to help him, but Cruz attacks him with the ring steps before dropping them on him from the ring. And Big E does the stretcher ambulance job combo. <sighs> the personality change this man has needed for quite some time, I think. Yeah, I was mm. pleased to see it happen. Seth Rollins shows up to complain about Cesaro. I didn't know what else to put. You know, I was damning, well, my luck, especially for our predictions that we didn't film them after SmackDown, which we can't do, obviously, because SmackDown's on a Friday night, because as soon as Rollins cut that promo, you just knew Cesaro wasn't winning, because that was the clear like next feud for Cesaro and Rollins, isn't it? Yeah. Bastards, WWE, having Friday night shows these days. And now Tom's cat is the new Cultaholic Heavyweight Champion. He is, old Pablo. Oh. Pablo. How's Pablo's that one taking lo- it? Pablo's a lovely cat. <laughs> Pablo's a lovely cat, though. You know, I wouldn't thought you'd have the at least the respect of being the cutest man to ever hold that title, but I mean, that cat's just gone. Oh, well. <laughs> Natalia and Tamina beat the Riot Squad. Yes, Billy Kay do. tries to celebrate with them afterwards and gets laid out. Mm-hmm. Can I just say, Tamina looked fantastic in this match. A new lease of life by getting the arms out once again. A couple of, couple of hair bobbles in the hair, pin the back and all that. Like a, a swinging rock bottom for a finisher now. I forget what that move's called. She looked genuinely fantastic in this matchup and a, a fully deserved victory, finally. One of the best things about wrestling is having your favourites that are going nowhere and just supporting them throughout. And I really enjoy whenever Ross pays attention to Tamina in that way. Just go to wrestling. What do you say? Well, I mean, that's uh, yeah, that's an opinion you can have there. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's. I just think it's fact. You know, you just look at the look uh, at the being held down by the man for so long. You know, you think back to that karaoke competition last spring, and she got. Oh yeah. Everyone was supposed to get forty seconds, but what did Tamina get when she sang Triple H's theme? Remember, which has got a long intro with no words. She got oh, I think it was eighteen. I counted myself before mm. Jay Uso, or was it Jimmy? I keep I forget who it was before Ann Uso cut her off and. It's just behaviour like that just keeps knocking her down, but she sticks She sticks with it. All credit to her. She's very, very inspirational. That's good. Mm. I hate it when Aunt Uso gets in the way of things. <laughs> I forget which one it was. Yeah. You always feel terrible when you say the wrong one, even though there's a clear difference between the yeah. two of them. I think they mess with each with us, the viewers, by switching between the two and not saying anything. Mm. Uh, but there, there's the news that Tamina is at least worth a dollar. Sorry, it's time for one. Ding Dong Hello. <laughs> what do we think before that? What do you, what do you lads think of Ding Dong Hello? Fantastic, me. Yeah, I think it's it's a concept that shouldn't work because it's, you, you, yeah, you'd be a cynical person as we are in this line of work more often than not, and you think a segment like that, a talk show segment called that, and Bailey involved, you think I can't work, but Bailey makes it work. Mm-hmm. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, I don't mind it, even though every show has a bleeding talk show. It seems like. And 
I went, yay, this bit. And they went, my guest, Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler. And I skipped. So I'm eager to read what happened. You missed them trying to walk through a door together? No, I saw that. That was the introduction. (laughs) All right. I felt the need to defend myself there. Didn't you laugh? I'm like, oh, I look a bit silly there, don't I? Uh, She's fine with them taking the tag titles from her last year because it meant she got rid of Sasha Banks and found herself. That's Bailey. Nia and Shayna run down Sasha and Bianca. And Reginald comes out to defend them. Sasha and Bianca appear themselves and all turns into a six-person tag with Reginald involved as well, getting the agenda. Uh, not only that, but Reginald gets the win, by God, pinning Nia Jax after a double drop kick from his teammates, Rock and Roll Express forever. Later, Reginald finds Carmella backstage and she's furious, throwing wine into his face like a burglar in Jack's dad's shed. <laughs> the burglar was in the house. My dad came out of the shed. Oh, sorry, the way you were telling this. I thought he's like, let me go check on my shed and the burglar was in. No, he came from the shed into the house. Oh, okay. Does your dad keep condiments in the shed? No, yeah. He sorts out his eBay. He sells Lego on eBay as a hobby. He knows loads about Lego and he sorts it in his shed and uh, goes to a car boot sale. Well, not not so much anymore, but when there's no car boot sales. But he'll buy some Lego in just a big sack of it, sort it all out, uh, and then sell it on eBay. And, and he's also I, a, a vigilante did, against bur- burglars, apparently. I did not expect you to say that sentence, I've got to be honest with you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, uh, and he's not even like, he's not ashamed of it or anything. He's just, you know, it's just what he does. He's got a real job also. <laughs> huh? It's just, this is for fun. That's, that's very interesting. I didn't know that was a thing. Well, he makes a bit of money from it as well, because he yeah. knows what he's doing, yeah. Well, you can make that with Lego. You can make anything. You can make a house. You can make. Yeah. <laughs> what? What's like the most expensive? Do you, how How do you make um, more money from like Lego, which is the most expensive stuff? Well, I think he buys it. He buys it from Carbutas, where it's just a sack of just assorted Lego on the cheap, and then he's the one who sorts it into the different little kits and the different little sections, and then sells it as a as a collection. And uh, most of it will just be crap, but then you'll once he separates it all out, it's like going to the beach and digging up a big pile of sand, but there's some coins in there and you sift it all out but you've got to know that's why not everyone does it because you've got to know what's what and I don't he does knows his Lego oh, so if you see on eBay there's like five kilograms of green cubes <laughs> he's the one doing that yeah right. well okay. like these are all from the Star Wars set from 1980 whatever like that sort of thing and like right, right. and uh, when people are looking for spares they can go on there and get them yeah, he'll also. Oh well, you know, I think he sells them in like a batch. But yeah, anyway, he, he doesn't just do that. Like he'll stick the football on the radio. He's not. He's not all weird. He's normal bloke on the. Uh, he's normal mm. bloke on the surface, just hiding a dark Legoy secret, which I've now revealed publicly. <laughs> so, there you go. Yeah, you, quite, Jack, are like beginning was... to make more sense as a human <laughs> being. I've got to say. Uh, no, no, I avoided all of the autistic genes in the family. They went to my brother from my dad's weird Lego habits. I assume. <laughs> I'm allowed to make jokes like that. That's fine. Don't worry. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm allowed. <laughs> I'm allowed. It's fine. But uh, I think that was a more wholesome answer than perhaps you were expecting of what my dad does in his shed. Yeah, so, I was so. just making a Friday night dinner reference because I've never seen that before ever, anywhere ever. Mm. Martin this... on there keeps his condiments in the shed. Right, right. My dad keeps Lego. This sounds like a great Would I Lie to You episode. But you know what, Jack? I, I believe you because it sounds when was, great. When I was off that week, I spent at least two hours just straight watching Bob Mortimer clips on that show. He is unbelievable on that program. <laughs> he is so good. Ripped he, an apple in half. He can't do that with his bare hands. What was it? Chris DeBurr ran him a bath. 
<laughs> he, he did that bit on Nevermind the Buzzcocks where they have to say the title of a song without using any of the words in the song title. They've got to say the song title in different ways. And he was fantastic at it. It was like Wannabe by the Spice Girls. So he was like, I desire a single unit of honey production. Perhaps there's a fuzzy insect that could be ideal for these purposes. And it was Wannabe. <laughs> he wants a bee. So, and then he, he gets one, he just goes... Pink, spotty, yellow, twat. And they're like, Mr. Blobby. He's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I smacked down. Sorry, lads. Yeah, anyway, we smacked down. Uh, the Mysterios face Otis and Gable. Gable gets DQ'd when he refuses to leave the ring as the illegal man. It's weird. I mean, it was, and you're supposed to have like five seconds. Uh, anyway, Gable directs Otis in a beatdown of Ray afterwards. How on earth is Otis heel? How have why they have they this? done this? It's why, I can't believe you've done this. I can't believe they've turned Otis heel. Right. I wasn't expecting it. But I've got to say, whenever someone beats up Ray, it's a good look, especially mm-hmm. when the size of Otis. So, I was shocked that they went full heel with Otis because you know they can dictate who is a heel and who is a babyface now with the crowd reaction. And when Otis was doing his things, it was all booze. Mm. It wasn't just like cause since the start, Gable's <laughs> been the heel, hasn't he? And Otis has just been stupid because he's fat, and that's how it works in wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> so now Otis is a full-on heel, and uh, he looked—he he did look scary when he was screaming. So at least he's got that going for him. But um, it, it is weird, isn't it? A weird uh, timeline. Yeah, it's of mice and men storyline. So comes <laughs> to stroke Rey Mysterio next yeah. week. Yeah. Uh, the main event is a six-man tag between the entrance and the Elimination Chamber match. Brian gets a win for his team, submitting Sami Zayn. Everyone hits finishes. Edge runs in to spear Jay Uso. Rum comes along and spears Edge to close the show. Blah, blah, blah. Elimination Chamber. Palava, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, wonder if that, I wonder if that's got anything to do with Because we never found out, even after Elimination Chamber, what, uh, what Roman whispered to Edge. I reckon we'll find out this week on SmackDown. I reckon that's why Edge waited two whole days to spear him back, mm. like properly at Elimination Chamber. Can I plug mm. my 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 uh, column thing? Yeah, yeah. So I did, oh, I did one do. about last week's SmackDown. It's on cultaholic.com right now. You'll have to scroll down a bit on the Features tab. But it's there because they've redefined what Ultimate Opportunist is, but they've made it work. That's all I'll say. If you want me to say more, I will do, but uh, that's enough time taken up by that, bollocks. It'd be great. Yeah, you just read the entire article here on the podcast <laughs> and then count that as a hit. <laughs> Elimination Chamber, Sunday. On the pre-show, Morrison wins a fatal four-way against Ali, Elias and Ricochet. He goes on to replace Keith Lee in the US title match later on. Right now, they're saying he's injured. Uh, it is also known that Maya Yim, his fiance, I think they were about fiance, uh, got COVID or was... No, sorry, let me... Before we get sued or anything, it was possibly in contact with COVID, yeah, COVID, yeah. COVID symptoms, etc. We're not... Allegedly, maybe... You know what? I made it up. That never happened. <laughs> uh, lawsuits are expensive. Daniel Bryan wins the SmackDown Elimination Chamber match, last eliminating Jey Uso. Roman comes out immediately and beats him to retain the Universal title. I think we all predicted that, right? Well, I certainly was yeah. hoping for it. Beat well, I didn't think it would be Bryan. Snow. No. But, but, yeah. but Roman was always keeping it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, then Edge attacks a Roman afterwards and points at the sign, which then explodes. You little wizard, you. It's a, it's a good job they had that surprise sign-pointing pyro on hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a, I tell you what, it was, I thought it was a very good... And I, we're all upset that Tazara didn't win, I presume, but um, it was a very good chamber match. I thought everyone was really good. Sami Zayn was hilarious. 
Corbin looked like a... They need to get that king gimmick off him because he can be so much more. He was kicking everyone in the face and, and looking gnarly while doing so. Owens was stunning everybody. Jey Uso, his part in Cesaro's elimination was fantastic. Cesaro himself was taking the piss. I just thought it was a great match, me. It was. It was a good match. I was trying to enjoy it until I tweeted this. My housemate was watching it and he's he watches it for the women's wrestling. He's not really bothered about the men. Uh, so he was good to find out there was the women's elimination chamber match. But then he saw Baron Corbin walking down and he went... Why does he look like a big jacked up Colin Mockery from, from Whose Lines It Anyway? <laughs> I went, which one's he? Google the word. Oh, Caddy is like. So, yeah, this was as good as Elimination Chamber is going to be with the threadbare story that they were given. They worked hard, they busted themselves. Sami Zayn, the MVP, got Kevin Owens to say, You talk too much. Ah. Um, so, yeah, they did what they could, what they had, and then Roman Reigns came in for the rest of it. Did feel a bit of a waste of time afterwards, like, but are we? I thought they did a good job building up Kevin Owens as the winner and then going, no, but as Ross mentioned, it would have been better without that Rollins promo on Cesaro to make it a bit obvious that he wasn't winning. Right. The second match, Riddle pins Morrison to win the US title from Lashley. He uses MVP's crutch in the process, but the no DQs in a triple threat and says in brackets, why don't people take advantage of that more? It's a good point. Jack, well made. So if this was always the plan, were they really going to have Riddle beat Keith Lee? In this match. That I like just sounds th- crazy. I like to think that it wasn't the plan. It can't have been the plan. This finish of the match makes no sense. How can MVP, <laughs> a businessman, stand there and do nout, but Riddle, who, beyond any shadow of any doubt, is just a massive idiot. He realises, oh, I can't use that crutch. I'll use it where you don't, MVP. It, it just Didn't Morrison bring it into the ring? Morrison went out the ring and was arguing with MVP, took it from him, and then I think dropped it because Lashley turned round and attacked him, and then Riddle just sort of saw it. I think. Even still. Well, yeah, even so. Yeah, even so. <laughs> it's weird because on one hand, I like it as being part of Operation Let's Just Push Lashley, which I'm like, yes, and more of that later on. But the other thing is, Riddle's got the US title now. He does have a proper lawsuit against him. <laughs> like, it is amazing that they were like just pretending it's not there. It is there. He couldn't right. get it dismissed. We can say that. Like, no, no, no. But like, it is crazy. Like, he's just, oh, he's, he's the US champion. It's like, but, but, but uh, whatever. Yeah, that is surprising. I'm surprised as well because, well, he lost to Lashley. This is this isn't as obviously this isn't as important or as serious. But in just in kayfabe terms, he lost to Lashley loads in the builder. Does no, Lashley beat the hell out of him. <laughs> yeah, well, well, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, then he did beat him. You're right, because he tried to tap and then cut. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. He can, he can have that belt. It's fine. Lashley doesn't need it anymore. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler retain the tag titles against Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair after Reginald tries to help and accidentally distracts Sasha like the clumsy waiter in some sort of crap British film from the 80s. Uh, I like Shayna Baszler. I like Sasha Banks. I like Bianca Belair. Okay, uh, this match was rough <laughs> in certain bits. There was just some awful bits, like Naya's press slamming Sasha, and then Bianca comes in and she's like, "Ah, oh, no, don't throw her on me." But there's a few seconds where Jack is like, "You come closer." No, all right, and it just looked rough. So I don't like the booking either because the champion of SmackDown has just been pinned by a woman who got pinned by Reginald two days before. So I don't think that's brilliant. What's that said about Reginald, Jack? What are you saying about Reginald? Saying he's 
not a credible threat to actual wrestlers. Oh. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You can't have watched that match with Sasha Banks from start to finish. He, no, blew, he... blew my socks off, so he did. I'm not saying he's, he's, oh, he's, he's a nimble <laughs> man. He's elusive. But I don't... I mean, it doesn't matter. I just, I just don't like this. Why does every women's tag team have to be like, oh, how could they possibly get along in this situation? Why doesn't he be that every single but, time? Because Vince doesn't know how to book women without them either arguing or or being like how Lana and Natalia was it? How they were like social media, hee hee, look at us, we're cool. It's one or the other, and it's it's crap. <laughs> mm, yeah, Booker T said one time on the pre-show one WrestleMania. Like, well, women just inherently hate one another. And I genuinely think that's WWE how they actually think women are. Like, In the 2010 Royal Rumble, when Beth Phoenix eliminates Greg Carly by kissing him and dragging him over the top row, Matt Stryker on commentary, never trust a woman. <laughs> what is it? So, uh, when Spike Dudley's calling out Stone Cold and Heyman's on the mic, he just goes, women weaken minds. <laughs> It's like Mickey and Rocky Wild. I was going to say, yeah, they give oh, you another Rocky discussion again. Where are we at? Oh, the Raw Women's title match doesn't happen. Aye. So people are going, oh, she is actually pregnant then. And people are like, no, but people are saying she isn't pregnant. Like, no, as far as we I, know now, she is pregnant, right? I was, just, I was just surprised there was no replacement opponent for Asuka. Asuka just wasn't on the show. Rhea Ripley uh, must so. have been busy. How do you not do that? How do you not yeah. have her come in and just win and make a big statement and make a new star and just do what you should have done last year? It was all there. All the places were there. Just do it. The only thing, I, the only reason I can think of is that they are so set on Charlotte winning the Belt of Mania, but they can't have her beat Rhea for two years in a row. Maybe that's why. It's a good point, though. Yeah. Yeah. No, Asuka was in the building, but she was just inherently not getting along with all the women backstage. <laughs> just walking around, causing arguments. It was, oh, it was a big mess. And then the main event, Drew McIntyre wins the Raw Elimination Chamber match, but is attacked by Bobby Lashley afterwards. We saw secret CCTV footage, well, not really, footage of uh, Lashley talking with Miz and Morrison backstage. It's all just part the, of the deal. I think, was, I think it was MVP talking to the Miz. Was it just MVP? Okay. Think, yeah. Yeah. The Hood business. We're mm. talking... And it's all part of the deal with The Miz, who cashes in and becomes WWE champion. Uh, great having the both champions come out after the chamber matches and get attacked to have somebody else in the same show, just saying, this chamber match, I'm sure it was good. I'm sure they ticked all the boxes, but having such a similar match on the same show as another very similar match, I, me and my housemate switched off, and we instead just tried... I'm not sure if you appreciate this or not, Jack... We just tried to name as many new metal mid card bands, i.e., bands who maybe had one hit and then that was it, as possible. Um, I would be able to appreciate that, but not with the genre of new metal. I'm not too familiar with new metal. Oh, okay. Sorry. Oh. Limp Bizkit, they're not a mid card. See, yeah, they're, not, they're, they're a main event. They're yeah. a WrestleMania. Yeah. yeah WrestleMania's yeah. favourite band, remember, with Crack Addict. <laughs> <laughs> There's been a few. It's probably actually if you name or just go back and watch any of the 2000, 2001, 2002 era WWE pay per view intros, it's probably a band. Yeah, yeah. Playing there. yeah. Anyway, that clearly is not going to work, so I'll move on. Uh, what did you think of this, Jack, this match? I thought that it was a lot slower than the opening Elimination Chamber match and that it suffered from being the second one on the show, like you said. But I think if the SmackDown one had been second, it would have maybe held its own a little bit better because it was just more exciting. I agree. I agree, yeah. I'm just trying to 
think of things that actually happened during the match. I've gone completely yeah, blank I, I, as I'm sat here. Well, Kofi's elimination of Randy was good. I remember mm. that, but that is that is about it in terms of stuff I remember. The oh no, the the shock elimination of um, Sheamus. That was another one. That was a bit weird, wasn't it? How it was AJ Styles that got rid of him after. Oh, that annoyed me though. He botched the 450 that we all saw, mm-hmm. and he just went up and did it again, seamlessly perfect. I hate people like that. <laughs> if that was me. Is that if that was me botching the 450 right? And I went go to go back and try it. I would botch it again and repeat it ten more times. But yeah, that was a bit weird how that happened. The way that the way that unfolded, I guess. But um, yeah, it was SmackDown's chamber match was comfortably the better one, I thought. Well, Ross, AJ's first one was a dribble. The second one was a double <laughs> dribble. So. <laughs> it's funny you say that because I didn't think he botched it. I thought he just went, ah, oh, that one wasn't good enough. I'll do the 450. He landed like on his back, didn't he? Just like, like a sent on, but like... Yeah. At least it, at least the first one, at least it looked like a move, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, it wasn't like he, you know, shock-mastered himself out, but... Yeah. It's just when you see them go back and do it again straight away, you know, oh, he wasn't meant to do that, was he? Mm. That's what I take from wrestling, anyway. Well, you are the expert, so I should no, probably listen not. to you more. No um, one here at Cult Holics is an expert. Nobody. They think very we keen are. To, very keen to stress that. <laughs> Other YouTube channels think they are. We're not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jack's, Jack's the son of a Lego expert, but not a wrestler, <laughs> so... Anyway, yeah, my new my new okay. series will be continuing where I talk and break down why wrestlers are good <laughs> this week. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think I'm an expert. It's just my opinion. Yeah. Just a theory. Mm. A game theory. No. And then The Miz did his thing and blah, blah, blah. I think with Elimination Chamber, every year, WWE does a good job of having all the people in the match come out and have something interesting to build up too the pay-per-view or super shows it is so it almost feels uh anticlimactic when it happens because in your head you're like oh okay well Sheamus has been kicking ass recently he's had the few with Drew um yeah the Hurt Business could interrupt or do stuff AJ's got his big lad there to break the the, pe- the, the plexiglass oh yeah that happened that <laughs> mean yeah then we have the that I have my photo frames in my house that aren't that hard to come out just saying and all these other things could happen and then it kind of like and they go with something like oh all right it's like it's more sometimes yeah. the interest and build up is more interesting than the actual thing they deliver on. Yeah. I one good thing, one good little thing was uh Kofi still checks behind him when yeah. he comes out for the chamber because of Edge all those years ago. And oh. they should have done it with Ali, shouldn't they? After Mustafa Ali lost on that kickoff show, it was there. Yeah. They should have done it. Have a bit of have a have yeah. a set of balls, Vince McMahon, for goodness sake. Die. <laughs> You're right. Monday night raw. The Miz opens the show alongside Morrison with a special championship celebration edition of Miz TV. He says he is greater than all the former greats. And then <laughs> he says Batista, Cena, Brian, Lashley, and even Edge. And also Big Show. Yeah. But he didn't, say, he didn't say it in that order, though. He but did not. Been, I thought I'd Big Show brilliant. for funny effect. But it would have been brilliant if he did. Yeah. yeah. And even redacted. Lashley interrupts with MVP and he wants the promised title shot. Miz says he doesn't know when because he's too busy. Lashley gives him an ultimatum, grant him a title shot or get beaten up and sent to the emergency room. And always getting beat up either way. So if I was the Miz, I'd probably choose the one where I get at least to get me title. And then he has one hour. So I think it's a pretty all right way of keeping people interested and having nothing happening. Yeah, but they're like a ready-made countdown. They're like, Lashley's ultimatum. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, look, you can't watch the and not go, okay, this is contract. What, with Edge pointing and making signs explode yeah. and... <laughs> oh, hit! Stop, lads! Here comes Reginald with the. Oh no! You've thrown this into the ring, and now I'm El Distracto, as they say in Mexico. 
Yeah, it's a lot of contrived stuff in WWE. Uh, I thought last year was great here. Just being angry and mad and like, mm. yeah, I want my title shot. Mm. Like Davey Boy Smith in 99, but with less bin throwing. He said awesome in his funny voice as well. He like did. the Miz, yeah. And I like that Ross reminded us all this week that Lashley used to have those contact lenses in his eyes. Well, uh, he contact lenses, terrifying, sorry. didn't he? Yes. That match was against the Demon Balor at WrestleMania oh, 35. Oh, and God. somehow, Bobby Lashley just putting a set of contacts in looks a, he- looks a hell of a lot more scary than Finn Balor as a demon. Mm. Was that just for Finn Balor then? Like, oh, well, if Finn, Finn's going to dress up, I'm going to put contact lenses in. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Finn's backstage for three hours getting painted up. Lashley's like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he drops one. He's like, oh, God. <laughs> Uh, Riddle is just so annoying backstage with the Lucha House Party before beating John Morrison. Yeah, he That's was right. Uh, oh, yeah, go on, check he, your top order. He was buzzing about winning the belt. Then they said they did. They were confused by him as always. And then they were like, "Hang on, you've got a match now, but it's all the way over the other side of the building." And he's like, "Don't worry, bros." And then he got on a scooter and scooted away. That's the US champion there. I'm waiting for the Lucha House Party just to do a segment where they pretend they can't speak English. Yeah. <laughs> so you know we've had enough here. No, no, I spend the old no. No, I talked to you last week, dude. No, 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 no. No CV play. Uh, New Day beat right, uh, Retribution in a tag match. Ali rips into his group afterwards saying he's sick of carrying them. He should be. Mm-hmm. I Actually, hope it's the end. I hope it's the end. Because like you look at Rumble where Omos was eliminating... Uh, who was a Big E, wasn't it? He? he pulled over the top rope and was doing AJ Styles stuff for him. Mm-hmm. Mustafa Ali was in that Rumble match as well. Retribution weren't there, so they looked like idiots. Um, the the four way match they could have got involved there, but they just stood at ringside and broke up a couple of pinfalls, and that was it. Looked stupid again. I get like we all know how stupid the masks are and the names are and whatnot, but if you're gonna make them look like in what they do as well, what's the point? Eh, just get rid. What's the point? They're all a lot better than that, aren't they? Surely. Yeah. 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 Harum. Come on. Yeah. Viva Revolution. I've <laughs> has been an hour. Lashley and Miz are in the ring with Adam Pierce because it's time for Miz to make a decision. He still doesn't grant Lashley a title match, saying he needs a week to decide. Lashley is angry, but before he could do anything, here comes fun. Oh, it's Braun Strowman. He again demands a title shot from Pierce, blaming Shane McMahon once again, who. <laughs> Immediately makes his entrance as if it was needed. It's Shane McMahon. Sweaty Shane gets thunderous piped in cheers and refuses oh, to hey, give Braun a title shot. They were, they were thunderous as well, weren't oh. they? Louder than anybody else's cheers because that's Shane what would Shane yeah. Obach. After 2019, 2018, Raw Underground, that's the reaction he yeah. would have got of real humans are in the building. Oh, oh. oh. It's like, and the soundboard it just says MP3 of when Austin returned in the <laughs> Raw 99. <laughs> yeah! He again demands a title shot. He messed up his line, but who cares? He, he, says, to, match- he, says, to, he says to Braun, hey now, Braun, you can't just come down here and ask for a championship match and, and, and get it. Not like Goldberg did or Paul <laughs> White did at WrestleMania 36 or other other people have done over the past year there was so i forget what everything is but every it, it felt like every sentence shane said there was always evidence to prove he was just talking out of his ass and do you know what he said as well and i mentioned this to you on the news ross that i hated he just just at the start of the promo couldn't resist just went adam pierce you need to run a bit of a tighter ship here get in the bin yeah. the mcmahon's do this with everyone they can't help themselves 
And I said back to you in that news video, Jack just said Matthew knows it, because I know he doesn't watch the news. No, no. Baron Corbin, back in the day, remember that one, Matthew? 2018, when they blamed Raw's low ratings on Baron Corbin. <laughs> or Constable Corbin, as he was back then, obviously. Oh, my uh, God. Eric Bischoff, getting put in the bin. Well, yeah. 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 What else? There was another line he said on Raw this week. It's just so much that he said. Oh, it's just it does piss you off. But oh, it's good. just a build up. Well, there's only one thing for it: the return yeah. of Big Steph. Oh no, oh. no! I was going to say this is this is going to be a match at Mania. Shane and Brock, oh, and I can't God. wait. No, no, I'm excited for that. That's a good matchup. Oh, you're right. Well, one toilet break needed. You're right. Good point. No, no, that's well. No, that's well in Shane's wheelhouse. Resting a big lad. He mm. loves that. Which way will he go? If they do that kind of stuff and have Shane lose after taking a few big bumps, like, you know, remember those halcyon days mm. back in the early 2000s when that what Shane McMahon was? And we used to, I used to love watching Shane McMahon back in the day until he became a serious wrestler because that's what happens when you're... Is he over 50 now? Oh, he must be. I know age is just a number, but, you know, not in wrestling. He's sorting Lego in his shed. <laughs> he's over 50. Oh, he's got Shane. a world title shot in there, hasn't he? <laughs> oh. He's 51. Hey, don't say that, Matthew, because Braun Strowman's more clarified. That's That was the way. I forgot what the word is you messed up. <laughs> clarified. Yes, even I'm making fun of you saying the wrong word. Ha, ha. Well, don't worry. Here comes the bus pass. Uh, <laughs> says that, no, he's not going to give him one. But Braun says, all right, I'll have match with Lashley then. He goes, all right, that's fine. If Braun wins next week, Miz will defend it against both of them. Shane leaves and Lashley takes out Braun's leg from behind like a sensible person. Mm-hmm. And I am still waiting to see a money in the bank cash in. I thought we were going to see it this time, to be honest with you. When, oh, I need help. I'll give you the first title shot. All right, no problem. And then, like, Mrs. Cashing in, Mrs. Cashing in after Bobby Lashley attacked his opponent. Yay. Bell rings, ding, ding. And then Lashley just comes in and smacks him for the DQ. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. You know, still waiting for that to happen. Cedric and Shelton beat the Lucha House Party in a tornado tag match. They're on the same page. Nice reset for her business. Mm-hmm. Oh, what that finish they, the finish they did, the sequence. Oh, mm. kicks and knees and flippy-doos and all it kinds of weird, stuff. It was a weird random tornado tag, though. Just a random stipulation. They never have tornado tags anymore. I think because they've wrestled them quite a bit. They needed something uh, to spice it up. Byron, uh, Byron, Byron, I think it was, who forgot on commentary. He was like, oh, he's the illegal man. And then they were like, no, no, Byron, no. <laughs> <laughs> There's no illegal men. Well, mm, never mind. I have a theory of Baron Saxton, to be honest with you. Baron Saxton. <laughs> yeah. uh, Bad Bunny is hanging out with Damien Priest. That is Saturday Night Live Illumini. Damien Priest. <laughs> Illumini, Christ. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I just tried to say that. They, 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 they catch R-Truth about doing the 24-7 title. Bad Bunny then accompanies Priest to his match with Angel Crew. What? Angel Gaza. I can't go over the fact that I've I've said Illumini right there. Uh, there's, there's nothing matters now, really. No one's paying attention. Who's Angel Cruz? All right, nice I know. Time. Angel Gaza. Priest wins after Gaza tracks himself talking trash to Bad Bunny. Yeah, yeah. Gaza looked silly here, and I'm Gaza is is uh he deserves so much more. He's really I'm a, such a huge fan. He's At great. least it wasn't like a complete squash match, which was what I was expecting, just based off how. They haven't used Angel Gaza at all since, like, the autumn, have they, really? The, la- the last thing that I can remember him doing is trying to get with that blonde interview lady and then leaving her when Retribution in- invaded and just leaving her to the wolves and running away. It was, she was on the, it was The Bachelor, wasn't it, that programme? She wasn't, like, an interviewer, oh. she was, a, she was an oh, actress, she was, like, a celebrity, she? like yeah. a celebrity guest, okay. No idea who she was, though. <laughs> well, uh, what was, no, didn't he do a bit as well with 
you're like, oh, same thing. Oh, here's a rose for you. And then she went, oh, in that room there, I'll see you. And you opened <gasps> the door and it was the boogeyman yeah. who's there to lie about his age. Or it was he, on uh, Veterans, uh, ret- what's it called? Veterans Day. Veterans, Raw Veterans <laughs> Yeah, you know what, call it that. Yeah, it's exactly what it was. The last appearance of the big show as well. Mm-hmm. When Randy Orton killed him. Yes. That was strange. Wondered how Randy was like, you're going to do it. Oh, you big show. And big show literally didn't out. That was, yeah. That's sad, isn't it? The way, yeah. That's not true. I can leave. Huh. <laughs> Randy Orton cuts a backstage promo talking about last week's uh, satanic scene. I don't know what they're calling it now. You know, when Russo said, it's not a symbol, bro. When they, when they tied up Austin to that anyway. And Randy Orton remembering that vomited black stuff. Like Ultimate Warrior in his feud with Papa Shango all those years ago. Available now on the W Network. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the essence of the fiend. <laughs> it's inside Randy Orton, <laughs> like it's inside Alexa Bliss, and it's coming out now. So expect to see Randy Orton do some things normal Randy Orton would never dream of doing because the fiend is controlling him from within. I wonder what Randy Orton's gothic version like Alexa Bliss has got the one where she, her hairstyle changes a bit and she's got black lipstick on and all that stuff. What's Randy Orton's goth version going to be like? Well, Randy was in the Wyatt family. That's not really goth, though, is it? That's just, yeah. You just have a gothic sleeveless hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> Slipknot logo on or something. No, he'll, he'll, have sleeve, he'll have sleeves on it this time. He'll have a sleeved hoodie with a, with a thumb hole that he's made himself in the wrist. And he's put pins. that through. Yeah, yeah. No, I like the idea of him coming out with a, a, a cut-off in-me shirt. <laughs> in-me? the vines. There you go, segue in that other segment. That's uh, right, that's yeah. right. I've always been a fan of pitch shifter, says Randy Orton. <laughs> and then it means like we're on about... By the way, this is the exact moment of the show when my mum stops listening to the podcast. Is it? Okay. <laughs> after this listening, you go, the essence of the fiend is in Randy Orton. Mum's like, oh, I've had enough of this. <laughs> Asuka and Charlotte Flair take on Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Nia pins Asuka after Charlotte accidentally kicks her in the face, but more importantly, after Shayna Baszler kicks her right in the face. That was a horrible, horrible kick there, uh, surprisingly from Shayna. Shira. That, that's Shira. what I was thinking. That was it. That needed someone yelling something. Oh, it was just like Neil Lennon right in the face. It was yeah. It was yeah. Aye. <laughs> I'll make the obvious joke, lads. A Nia Jax match, and she wasn't the one doing the injury. Oh, 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 oh. Wait. Thank you for taking one for the team there, Ross. <laughs> uh, Nia pins her. Charlotte blames Asuka for this. Yeah, she does. She's on the apron, like, oh, mate, what are you doing? Which is even worse because Charlotte broke up a pinfall or something, <laughs> grabbed Shayna, threw her out the ring. Went out after her and left Asuka. He was on the floor, on the canvas, just at the mercy of Naya. Deary me. (laughs) Charlotte's yelling there and Asuka's going, have you seen me teeth? (laughs) (laughs) It gets worse worse with Charlotte. I was going to say, wait, 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 wait. Later backstage, Charlotte also blames her dad. Aye. Baby face of the year. Rick says that he genuinely saw potential Lacey Evans and didn't want to cause harm to Charlotte. Which is a blatant contradiction of this entire storyline so far. Charlotte tells him to go home and let her prove her greatness. Yeah, the flares are all full of crap. The flares she are all... Just let Charlotte <laughs> Flair be Charlotte Flair, Rick. Get out. Stop stealing my sh- my spotlight, she said to Rick Flair while she's... I think I made a list the other day in my video where she's out there with her remix of Rick Flair's theme 
and her knockoff Ric Flair ring walk jacket and her woo and her figure four, but slightly different and her thing where she goes over the top rope like Ric Flair does in the corner. Any more? The helicopter at WrestleMania. Yeah, the chops, the strut. I hope this is just a sign that Charlotte Flair is going to appear next week or something like that and just have a completely like restart maybe just in terms of a gimmick and just like have has her own stuff for everything because otherwise that promo makes no sense whatsoever. You're right, Ross. She's going to ditch all of that. She's no longer live on nostalgia of her dad. She could be her own woman. And next week, she could come out as Charlotte Slaughter. Oh, that's fair. I thought she was going to come out. I was going to say with a Komodo dragon on her arm, beat Charlotte the Dragon Steamboat. But yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah the one Slaughter, thing stronger than a flare is a, well, is a steamboat. That's even better than mine. Thank you. But Charlotte Slaughter sounds better, though. That's brilliant. <laughs> I just like the name Charlotte Slaughter. Mm. <laughs> Comes out saluting the flag. Seamus <laughs> <laughs> beat Chef Hardy. <sighs> Lana and Naomi beat Mandy. Oh, that's it. Uh, must have been a good match. I there was a few it. little. There was a few really quite short matches all ran together. So I just kind of summed them up. Yeah, that, that's fair enough. Then uh, Lana and Naomi beat Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. AJ Styles <laughs> beats Ricochet and almost slams Ricochet afterwards. It's like when the great oh, Carly yes. was doing that to uh, Scotty Goldman back in the day. Uh, it was what, like two minutes this match? Maybe yeah, three? Wasn't it? it was quick, wasn't it? It wasn't long. It was weird how they had Seamus and Jeff, they had AJ and Ricochet. I'm sure there was a couple more where they just had like old feuds from like a year ago or so, hmm. or like last summer maybe, and just put them in random matches on this week's Raw. It was a bit strange how they did that so often. Yeah. Mm. Well, this gave Ricochet plenty of time to go to another party. <laughs> Bobby Lashley beats Braun Strowman in the main event, which was a bit of a surprise because as soon as bloody big baldy brawn came out I thought oh, that's the end of this lovely Lashley push we're enjoying so much it's a nice 24 hours while it lasted nah Lashley beat him and made him look daft in the process Miz tries to attack him afterwards but Lashley gets the better of him and stands tall to end the show Miz holding his bollocks Lashley holding the title get in Lashley looked great yeah really good clean win over Strum you know what you Not could it. hear if you put your volume up enough went up to TV and put your ear by it you could hear Lashley Lashley <laughs> shenanigans next week I'm telling you fast lane Bobby wins it got to that's yeah. what's happening isn't it do you think there'll be a DQ do Miz will run away next week yeah mm. yeah or maybe Drew gets involved since he wasn't seen it all this <gasps> oh, week what if Miz keeps on making deals with people <laughs> he's like look Drew I'll give you first shot if you take care of Lashley he just keeps <laughs> on doing that it's just all these loans of wrestlers he's got this long, bit of, this long list with him going who, who am I defending who do I yeah, want to <laughs> Oh, I'd love it if that happened. <clears throat> AW Dynamite, mm. a.k.a. the show we have to like because we're paid to like it, obviously. No, we're not, though. Oh, my God, Matthew. Well, if I, if I, oh, of course, sorry if I say on the podcast, it must be true. <laughs> there is somebody, though, all credit to whoever it is and who keeps sending us like the, the PayPal receipts into the mailbag. I put one on Twitter <laughs> a while ago. <laughs> is that a real thing? I sent one to Jack when he he, he, he claimed my take nickname was, was misplaced because I was like, no, look, he signs it off like that on the PayPal. Mm. Thanks for the kind words or something like that. T or TK, TK, something like that. I forget what it was. But someone's going to the effort of making fake five pound <laughs> PayPal receipts to cult all at wrestling from TK. Tony Khan. It just adds a bit of structure uh, to the week, you know? Uh, we got the fake. Five, yeah, excellent stuff. Yeah. There's actually, you know, uh, there's actually a remote bomb here. Practice for the match that happened at Revolution, fully enough. Uh, where if we don't say enough good things about it, it explodes. So, <laughs> all I'm saying is, watch this podcast. Don't blink. John Moxie beats Ryan Nemeth very quickly. Good. Afterwards, he cuts a promo hyping the exploding barbed wire death match. 
if it's the match that ends his career, he thinks it's a hell of a way to go out. Oh, maybe giddy. That's good as, promo. Almost as much as the announcement via Excalibur saying not only is it going to be barbed wire in the ropes or around the ropes, doesn't matter, but landmines on the outside. It's not just exploding barbed wire, lads. It's going to be double hell as well. Oh. Yes. Was he, was he just teasing potential death just to hype the matchup? Or was he maybe hitting at something a bit more sinister, Matthew? Like leaving AEW or something like that? Oh. Because he said that. He's like, if this is the last one, it's one hell of a way to go out. There was another quote. There was two different quotes I mentioned in the video just before there. I was like, yeah, you, there's like, the type of the match and there's maybe hinting that there's something more sinister to come. Maybe like a, a spell in New Japan or something like that away from AEW. I don't know. Well, that would make sense because hmm. he's been the champion. He's had a long run. Once he presumably loses this rematch. What does he do then? Yeah, so maybe he's going to explode and then disappear for six months or something like that. Go on excursion. Wait, wait, wait. Gap <laughs> Are you saying that like after the match, he just goes up, puts himself through the barbed wire, there's an explosion, then he's gone? Yeah. Up, oh, no. <laughs> Marty Gennetti floats up <laughs> to the <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> we later see Omega and Callis in a workshop. Building the ring, and it says, I think. I think it was the ring, I don't know. Yeah, it's like the, the Moxley Killer or Chaos 2. One or the other. <laughs> Kenny, Kenny just, his welding ability is just hammering one bit of metal again and again really hard. I found it quite funny. Marvez. The take, I want it. Yeah, yeah. Marvez as well. He's my, he's my favourite character in professional <laughs> wrestling at the minute. So brilliant. <laughs> Brian Cage and Ricky Starks beat the Varsity Blondes. After the match, Sting drags a body bag out on the stage. Oh, that's nice. It must be Darby Allen. Oh, no, it's Hook. I uh, was Darby. shocked. That, yeah. was sin- that was sinister. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, Taz swears, says the S word, but then doesn't come to the kid's defence. Just saying. Oh, he did what want a, Sting. What a poo house, eh? Wait till <laughs> Sting walked away. <laughs> yeah. But I think he was scared by Darby Allen ziplining down from the rafters. Wow, what a ride. <laughs> what a ride. And, <laughs> and beats up Team Taz with his skateboard. Sting hits a few signature moves on Brian Cage as Taz checks on Hook. Okay, it's all silly bollocks and it fits the scene and everything. And Darby Allen's a skater boy. He's not a see you later boy and all the rest. But it is kind of funny that it's like, Sting's here. He's not dead after taking. One bump last week. Like, they didn't put him through anything gimmicky and, like, break his legs. It's, it's a miracle, is he? It, it, he took one move. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Mm. It's kind of I- funny. He's like, well, I caught up the street fight. <laughs> Well, we've had five years of reading like, oh, Sting takes one more bump, his neck's going to fall off or something like that. So they're capitalizing on that, aren't they? I just love the, the, that, that sequence of events where you had the package where Darby was taking his punishment from Team Taz, turning it into some sort of pleasurable, kinky experience with his pal Sting, having a bit of fun in a body bag. And then you got a bu- Taz's son in a body bag. In comes Darby on the zip wire. I was just thinking, like, imagine if you weren't a fan of AEW and weren't like... <laughs> Didn't know what the storyline was between Team Taz and, and Sting and Darby just watching that unfold. Wrestling's <laughs> like nowt else, is it? <laughs> You're quite right, Ross. Well said. Uh, Jake Hager beats Brandon Cutler, and boy, did he ever. Uh, then Wardlow, Santana, Ortiz come out and beat him down afterwards, which brings out the Young Bucks to chase... <laughs> oh, wait, I don't know what happens here. Sorry. It's the best but thing. It's all, it's all a ruse, because earlier, the Young Bucks have been showing their dad who said last week, if you don't know what the young book's dad looks like, <laughs> just get a pen and draw what you think he looks like, and it's him. Um, he was showing him, wow, look, Dad, we have our faces and bodies on the back of these big trucks. Wow, that's awesome, sons. Because, you know, they're so likable because every single week these two lads have to tell you how expensive and successful they are. And we can obviously relate to that, can't we, Ross and Jack? Yes. They, didn't um, even, they didn't even do it in a likable way. They could have easily, with their parents with them, made it likable and been like, oh my God, look at that. But instead they're like, yeah, that's just our truck with us on it. Whatever. Do you want a picture, Dad? Yeah, go on then. Right, let's go. Take it, Mom. You're not allowed in the picture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> it was a ruse. The Tron shows Jericho and Jeff with a bloodied Papa book. <laughs> he was covered in the red stuff. And then the book's like, oh no, our dad's getting killed. And then they run. And then I'm sure this wasn't intentional, sure this wasn't intentional but with a guy. And then they cut to the camera that's showing them <laughs> the light joke. They've got a jog on. They've got a jog. They've certainly got a jog on. Wouldn't even break in a sweat. We're, like whenever you, <laughs> when you do when you do like any kind of sporting training or whatever, like football or whatever, and the coaches send you off in little groups all around the pitch to do like little five side drills and stuff. Then the coach is like, "It's the end of the drill, right, lads? Come on, jog it in, jog it in." And everyone has a little bit of a jog back to the coach. That's the speed and the intensity <laughs> of the books. Where's Dad? Is he? Is he over there? It's the jog you do when you're running for the bus and you see that it's already stopped, so you're like, I'm just slowing down then. <laughs> a bus no good for this. <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, you know, clearly you really good about the dad. That the Dad, we'll, we'll, go, we'll be there in a minute, like, literally. I uh, love it. They should have passed, like, passed like a hot dog stand and just be like, oh, <laughs> no, 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 never. No. Wait a minute, Dad, I'm just going to haircut. <laughs> Was this not just the latest example of the young bucks trying to look hard? Because I find with Matt especially, there's a lot more like posturing and like, I'm actually really tough, even though I don't look tough at all. Oh, I'm Matt Jackson. Matt's the, Matt's the big cast of the team. He's like the heavy. He's the he's the heater. He, he's the he's one the who, heater. He, he's the one who, well, yeah, yeah. He's the one. I don't like Cornet, but he calls him Hogan Buck or whatever because he kicks out everything and he batters everyone. I've never thought of him like that. That's hilarious. He's the, he's the big lad. What are you so arms are big, you know? He's well, I'm not saying he's not, but I'm, you know, the, the two of them together. He does a spear. Yeah, but he's the big one. Like, oh, yeah. he's the big one. 
He's the he's the heavy. Just, just the way it just it was like very big, <laughs> like Baywatch, wasn't it? The way it was sort of just like hair flowing. <laughs> <laughs> you watch one bit on AW this week make sure it's this if someone can edit the Baywatch theme on top of that and then just put like some green screen sand on the bottom of the whatever you know make it work I reckon it will fit perfectly <sighs> I hope they do harken back to the, it, was, it was the Kenny and Hangman theme wasn't it where we got the, uh, the was it Cinderella the 80s cheese sort of like that song oh. don't know what you got find yeah. an equivalent for like the young bucks like the book singing like I need a hero and then the young box like <laughs> <laughs> uh. oh god we're not getting that fiver um, <laughs> Hangman Page beats Isaiah Cassidy after Dark Order get Matt Hardy ejected from ringside they do a Tito Santana on him is it Wrestlemania 1 where Tito brasses on the heels and they get DQ the ref goes oh I believe you then you're Tito Santana it's one of the early manias mm. Yeah, she just, she just, right. it was. I think it was Aubrey. She just believed them. She said, well, you're good guys, so yes, yeah. believe you. Matt promises to hurt Hangman and every single Dark Order member because Hangman Page said in his cry on this week made some new friends. Ah, uh, before throwing Alan Angels off the stage through a table. Very well done there. So mm-hmm. that's heating up. In the women's tournament, Nyla Rose beats Britt Baker in the semi-final of the American tournament, USA. She was going to face either Riho or Thunder Rosa. And this was a really good match. So far, it's delivered very well. I had mixed feelings on the match. Did you, actually? Oh, go on then. I thought a few bits were slow, but then they really picked it up towards the end. I liked all the near falls a bit on most of them. Whenever she got her in the lockjaw, I was like, well, it's over now. Uh, So it was good. I feel like the match was ambitious and they didn't quite... I feel like I'm being a bit harsh, to be honest. It might just be because the other matches have had like Serena Deeb and Thunder Rosa in them and they've been mint. But um, it was still good. The only bit that really didn't make sense is when Rebel tried to punch Nyla. Should have gotten her DQ'd. It's a tournament, Rebel. Come on. Yeah, Play but she's game. not the smartest one. Well, that is true. That is true. She's not the shiniest tooth in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was just shocked that Nyla won because presumably mm-hmm. Rio will win next week and we'll see that again, which leads... Or maybe not. Maybe it'll lead to Britt Baker doing something to Thunder Rosa, maybe. I don't know why I said Rosa like that. Rosa. Rosa. Um, maybe, yeah, just because, to, to, yeah, Britt Baker needs to do something, doesn't she, you know? What, what does she do from here? I thought she was going to be the next champion. Yeah, so did I. Hmm. 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 They, she kicked out a two, she kicked out the first finisher. They kept her a bit strong. Yeah. It did. In the main event, Lance Archer beats Phoenix to enter the face of the revolution ladder match. I forgot about that stupid name. Uh, they bump fists afterwards as Archer celebrates to close the show. What a match this oh. was. Bloody hell. It had like the best Spanish fly I've ever seen. And it just mm. cut to the wide shot. And all of the face wrestlers on that side of the ring are all just like, what the hell just happened there? Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Phoenix, Phoenix is just outrageous. Don't yeah. we look clever, lads? As, I was going to say, Roz, yeah. 2019 yeah. Wrestler of the Year for Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast was Ray Phoenix Windows. Well, you look clever because I, I voted for Kodos, so that's fair enough. I'll take all the credit, thank you. <laughs> that's why you're around, man. You're, you're keeping us afloat. Wrestling expert, me. That's, that's right. TM. Not just a fan with a camera. Wrestling expert. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, wonderful matches. Copy paste what we said last week and the week before that and the week before that about Phoenix's matches. Uh, we love them here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's pretty much all we need to say. One I wanted him to win. Revolution. I wanted him to win. I hope there's something big planned for him because I wanted him in that ladder match a lot. Mm-hmm. Never mind. I was alright with him not being ladder match because him and Pentagon going at it in ladder matches like well that wouldn't make any sense. Oh, he's good. Bumps for the sake of bumps. He got it with everyone in the ladder match. Sorry, I sounded really like an outraged man in the football there. Yeah, Get right. it wild, man! <laughs> <laughs> and in NXT news, let's have a look. Johnny Gargano faces Dexter Loomis. Austin Theory is reluctant to help Gargano, and Indy Hartwell just seems to be attracted to Loomis. Oh, well. He beats Gargano, and later we see that the way are split. Oh. Theory and Hartwell think he's misunderstood. The Garganos are bemused. Yeah. Is this the end of the way and us doing the this is not the way bit? We've got Amarillo in my head now. <laughs> is, this okay. the way? Is, this, is this the way? I don't know. Yeah. There's mind mind control going on here, isn't there? From Dexter Loomis or to, to Austin Theory, it would seem. And then I don't know how Indy Hartwell's been affected by it because she didn't get abducted, did she? She just fancies him. Yeah, just fancies him. It's like that Ted Bundy effect, I guess, isn't it? Yeah. Did yeah. you see that, that Night Killer as well? That was a shock. You can see it with Ted Bundy, can't you? He's Night Stalker. Man. The Night Stalker. What did I say? The Night Killer. Oh, bollocks. Which he right. was. You know, he which... was as well. He, he killed at night. night. And in the day <laughs> it's a good time to do it, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, you could see it with Ted Bundy, though, couldn't you? But not the Night Stalker. That was weird, That how he had how he had female fans. Yeah, it was weird, yeah. Was that after he got arrested and charged and all that? Yeah, when he was in the courtroom. Oh, the that's the thing, isn't it? Him, yeah. people, people, murderers and that often have admirers. Hmm. Yeah. I think it works both ways. I think female ones do with, with male admirers and, and both vice versa. It's odd. Everyone yeah. loves a bad boy, don't they? Well, that's what's going on here with Indy Hartwell and Dexter Loomis. Dexter Wait. Loomis is doing some bad things and Indy Hartwell isn't infatuated with him. He's not killed anyone. Oh, he did kidnap him. Uh, he's not. He's a, he's a baby face. He's a good lad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, he's doing bad things, but it's to Theory and Gagan and the rest. So it's like, yeah, how about it, Dexter? Uh, <laughs> Because it reminds me of the uh, the Gogglebox meme you say. It's like, oh, we like a bad guy, don't we? Like, yeah, but not a kidnapper. <laughs> not, a t- not a terrorist, John. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Ruff versus Rust is next. But Ruff gets attacked during his entrance by Isaiah Swerve Scott. Oh, why is that? Because Isaiah Swerve Scott said last week that he hates that Ruff gets handed all the opportunities, whereas a better wrestler like him needs to work harder. Um, and then Malcolm Bivens went on Twitter and said... If I ever got jumped, which will never happen because I'm a G, I'd still make it to my match. I wouldn't just leave them. Uh. Cameron Graham tries to fool several people with the Ted DiBiase basketball trick. It says, hilarity in shoes. You're damn right. That's why it's probably going to win this week's Hall of Fame. Mm. Zoe Stark loses a non-tap match to Io Shirai, but gets a lot of offense in. Io shakes her hand afterwards. Tony Storm comes along and says that Io was scared to face anyone but her. No, sorry. Eo says sorry, she'll sorry, wrestle she'll, her she'll, anyway. She'll, sorry, Eo is scared to face her and would rather face anyone instead of her. That's that's my bad there. That makes more sense. Thank you. Uh, Any thoughts on that? Or... They're really invested in Zoe Star. Oh, good. The MSK are jumped by the grizzled young veterans backstage and they injure Wes Lee's hand. Mm-hmm. You have to say Wes Lee. That's the two different names. It's Desmond Xavier uh, there. Desmond Xavier. <laughs> <Yeah>. PWG <laughs> tag champ. Uh, by the way, there is the news 
it's unconfirmed, but next week probably will be confirmed that they're trying to get um, Adam Maxted. Oh, which would mean that they wouldn't just have the PWG Tag Champions; they'd have one half of the five-star Wrestling Tag Team Champions of the World. What does the other half do? What was he called? Charlie, Charlie Sterling. Charlie Sterling. Yeah, what is he doing these days? Well, like most UK wrestlers, not a lot, but he would do. Um, wow, you, you, Go- wrestling? You, you Google Charlie Sterling, and the, all the results are about Gary Lineker, Lineker launches Raheem Sterling defense. Phil Thornton gives thanks to Raheem Sterling. Brenda Rogers explains why Raheem Sterling really left Liverpool. Charlie's Premier League predictions. I, I'll have to put wrestler in, won't I? That's worked, everybody. That's worked. Oh, good. When was the last time he tweeted? Oh, he's doing uh, Wrestle Travel, Wrestle Carnival. Charlie Sterling is coming. TheWrestleCarnival.com. Free publicity there. I don't know if that was a wise move or not, but there you go. That's what he's doing. <laughs> he last wrestled on uh, RevPro in uh, December 2020. Oh, they did an empty arena. They did an empty show, didn't they? Yeah, okay, fair enough. <sighs> He'll be signed in two weeks' time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Alexander, oh, Gibson and Drake beat Killian Dane and Drake Maverick. Alexander Wolf sees Dane helping Maverick backstage and says, you used to be a monster. And the Grizzly Young Vets called Killian Dane and Drake Maverick <laughs> Shrek and Donkey. It's <laughs> 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 oh, good. Yeah. It's good, though. I was going to say same to you, pal, but I mean, that works as well. Carrion <laughs> uh, Cross faces Santos Escobar in a wild no DQ match, which darts in the car park and ends in the, in the arena. Cross beats the hell out of Escobar and his boys, including a nasty Saito suplex through a table before eventually winning the match. I remember mm. last week people were saying and speculating that this was going to be Santos was injured or had COVID symptoms or whatever and was going to show up. Such as Santos, no, it's a storyline. Rather yeah, like we... Kyle O'Reilly's um, reported by a, a very excited fan. Oh God, he had a seizure and it was real. And do we have to go? No, it's not. Well, it was a TV angle made. Oh, wait, calm down. He turned up earlier on in the show, didn't he? In his car and refused to get out. So it seemed like yeah. it was all part of a storyline. Yeah. I liked his overalls. Nice, nice touch. Yeah, Good it was times. like generally it was an exciting match. I thought it was quite wild. Don't know what else to yeah, say. It was, it's yeah. just good. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. good. Yeah, it sucks when it's good because there's nothing else to say. So, yeah, <laughs> nice overalls. It was a good match. All right, cool. I was hoping that like maybe Cross would be in danger and then Scarlet would lightly jog to help him. That would have. <laughs> we would have been able to laugh about that if she'd done that. Adam Cole wants to apologise to Kyle O'Reilly for putting him in hospital. Sorry, uh, that, sound, that sounds sorry. That sounds like Kyle O'Reilly's there. He's still in the hospital. Ah, I see. Adam Cole is just saying this. Right, that makes sense. Roddy Strong comes out and is angry at Cole for what he's done to the Undisputed Era. Finn Balor now comes out and attacks Cole, but a conflicted Strong helps Cole fight him off. Strong accidentally hits Cole when he goes to check on him, and Cole breaks down. He says he's sorry and they hug it out. Then Cole low blows Strong and calls him stupid. He says Strong is dead to him and super kicks him to end the show. The bastard. It's over. I love I loved the act in me. I was nearly in tears when they were on the, on, the, on the mat hugging each other. Nearly in tears I was. Are you, were you, are you joking about the acting or do you actually think it was good? I'm joking. Okay. Oh. Right. <laughs> I thought it was no. I thought it was like 
like the the right amount of cheese for professional wrestling. I thought yeah. it was like uh, yeah, proper like you know, you know what I mean. It was if it fit what it was supposed to do. If there'd been a live crowd, then yeah, it'd be, it would have felt less cheesy. Yeah, they reported that uh, Roderick Strong's testicles exploded <laughs> and he's gone to the hospital. <laughs> Something. I can't wait for Carter Wright to get his hands on Adam Cole, Ooh. but because it, it's NXT, I'm worried that they're about to like have a proper excellent singles match. And then Finn Balor will come along because he needs to be involved. Get him out of this storyline. Get him out. No, do you not like it? I do like it. I think it, Finn but... Balor's completely justified. He's gone, no, no, I want to yeah. fight him. I know, I get it. It does make sense. But maybe after he's fought him once. Oh, is he going to lose the belt to him? And then Kyler Riley's got to be the one, got to be the hero. That would, maybe they're doing that. I'll be more patient. I'll wait it out. <sighs> what a lovely week of wrestling that was. It was actually a pretty good week of wrestling. Yeah, it was yeah. a good week of wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Even Raw wasn't too bad. Aye. Shaq next week as well. I'm Paul. And Paul. <laughs> and Tully. And Tully. Oh, God, yeah. Tully. Oh, no. Yay. <laughs> Get the can excited, etc., uh, etc. Let's have a rummage in our mail bags. <laughs> Now let's have a little look in the mailbag. Number one, Ari, lads and mama botch, because I can, she's watching. How's it going? Merry lockdown from Scotland. And Jack, do not do the accent. <laughs> Too late in this podcast. Say, uh, yeah. <laughs> have I done it already? I did Drew. I did Drew, yeah, yeah. I've been watching you guys since Name Redacted days, and I've just found which, just found which I've been looking for a while. A good old John O'Clock t-shirt. Oh, the times how bad he was at commentary. And I don't watch the product much nowadays. Just the big four and take hours. I'm more into AEW New Japan now. And no, Tony Khan isn't paying me to say this. Today, as you were recording on the 25th, oh, good, it's my 23rd birthday now. I'll be spending watching the footy with a Donna Calzone. Sorry if I've made you hungry. Mm-hmm. Now stop no. the podcast there. A Donna Calzone. Well, it's Calzone filled with a Donna Meat, isn't it? I've never heard of that before, my. Oh, life. we had that in the northwest. Oh, oh. giant friggin'. Oh. Like Fraser, Fraser oh. introduced me as well on the old uh, Rumble stream that we did a, a month or two ago. The the deep fried pizza, oh, entire pizza that. just hiding some batter. Right. I don't want to sound racist, but I don't like things being deep fried. Like you don't that. want to sound racist, but you don't want it. Oh, because because it's a Cause Scottish, Scottish thing. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Got you. I thought you were just. But then like, again, I'm a massive hypocrite because I'm googling Donna Calzone and going, "Oh, look at that! Look how beautiful thought, that is." I thought you just oh. basically said like, "Oh, lads, I'm not racist, but I just hate Mondays." I think it was. It just felt completely like offbeat. <laughs> oh. Oh. Now we've all gotten distracted, and hopefully my team Rangers went through in Europa League. The way I've brought that up is because one of my favourite players has just been loaned to Sunderland, Jordan Jones. Jones. I know yeah. Jack is a fan, so I hope you take good care of him. He's been impressive so far. He's too good for this level, but we're still starting him from the bench for some reason. Oh, good. Hope that little lad who just bought Sunderland doesn't know what to do with him. Oh, he's 23. <laughs> there's, there's been memes going around of him and his also young girlfriend that like sat in the Stadium of Light, and she leans in, he leans in to say something. And there's been people like retweeting it with stuff like, here, Pet, they've got a thing called Pink Slices. We need to go and get one after the match and stuff like that. 
Because <laughs> he's just, he's from like France. He's not like, oh, he's wait. far too sophisticated for the stadium of light. Yeah. He's the, he's the Lando Norris of football managers. Ooh, F1. Uh, Ooh. Anyway, so we're trying to get into more F1. You're going to be getting into this season. You're excited for this season? Oh, yeah. I mean, my mates have always talked about F- Sorry about this question, mate. Let's take two seconds. But my, <laughs> yeah, my mates have always been talking about F1 and being into F1 and being petrol heads and whatever. And I've only been casually listening to them and just watching YouTube highlights or whatever. Mm. But I've decided I've got all the spare time because I don't care about wrestling that much anymore. Um, so now I'll just watch F1 <laughs> as well. podcast. Yeah. They know, they know it's fake. And um, <laughs> so we'll just watch it well, that and get behind it. So I was asking them, though. I sounded really stupid. I went to my mates. Mate, like, uh, how do you watch F1? Do you have to pick a team or a driver and just go, yeah, I've chosen one? How do you well, pick? And I'm, they're like, um, no, you don't have to watch it like that, Matthew. It's, it's not like wrestling. You don't need to, but sometimes it can help. Uh, there was a lad at my uni who used to work, or he still works, sorry, for a team who used to be called Force India. Now, then they got called Racing Point. Now they're called something else. They might be the Aston Martin team now, actually, which is cool. But he works for them, so I always support them, but they're not like, they're not like Mercedes. They're not like one of the big, big winners. But I like to support them casually just because a lad from uni works for them and he was a lovely, lovely man. Nice. So I'm going to support them. What are they called now? Sorry, carry on with it. The- <laughs> yeah, this this person's question, which is turning into Lord of the Rings at the minute. Anyway, my question is, you have a golden ticket, Ooh. and this is to be used for your first wrestling event you see after lockdown. Oh. The ticket gives you backstage access and front row seats to any event you want. We already had that for AEW. Um, which one are you picking? <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. Personally, for me, I would go see the next Wrestle Kingdom because I hope our UK boy and Jack's best mate, Will Ospreay, has won the G1 by then. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Look, these libel things work two ways, you know. Um, and he's going to face whoever is champion at that point. It was a toss-up between this and the Rumble. But, you know, Tokyo just seems a class place to go anyway. Yeah, seems fair. All the best, lads. I've loved watching this podcast every Friday since you started it. Can't wait for the watch along of the first podcast. Woohoo. Sincerely, Joel from Aberdeen, Scotland. P.S. (laughs) P.S. I think Owen could take you, Jack. (laughs) Oh, Oh, sorry. Sorry, it says only add if he has done the Scottish accent. (laughs) Oh, he did it earlier. It's fair enough. (laughs) Me and Owen Owen would never fight. What's going on? Kill you. I. Um, I don't know. We'll have to see what. Maybe I'll make uh, a punishment video. We'll, we'll I reckon make. Owen fights really dirty. I don't. Oh. <laughs> Do you know what? I don't think he needs to. I don't think Owen has ever been close to coming into a fight, like, ever in his life. <laughs> no, you, someone will have gone through him on the football pitch and he's gone, You want me? You want <laughs> Some Liverpool? I reckon he's he's done it. Because he's not knowing what getting slapped feels like, and then after he's gotten hit, he's like, "I'm not doing that again." That's not what Owen's like at all. I don't think. <laughs> I love he's making up stuff about him. I don't even know, know him enough to be saying these things. Anyway, I'm, I'm the, just he's, he's too nice to fight. I don't. You'd, you'd see a fight and just walk the other way because he's a, a sensible man. That's what I'm. That's my angle. Andrew is too sen- is too nice to fight. Owen would if he had to, like if he was oh. in danger, like if he was, if if a loved one was being attacked by Chris Jericho and MJF, for example, he would he would fight then. He'd fight then. But would he run quickly? That's the question. Yeah, yeah. I was Owen was me and Owen were talking about like when we used to play football when we were young or whatever. Like, what position are you and stuff? And Owen just straight up was like, "Yeah, I'm either on the wing or up front because I'm really quick." I was like, "Oh, fair, right, fair enough. (laughs) Just back yourself there." He does look fast. We do the jog where you think, "Oh no, me pizza's been in the oven too long. It's gonna be burnt." Anyway, anyway, the question (laughs) was: you have the golden ticket to go wherever you want. Where are you watching your first wrestling event when everything turns normal? 
Which might I'm be not, the end of this year, who knows. Not at asked about wrestling anymore. <laughs> After just such a horrible 2020, for various reasons. But I would go... I'd use it for... Probably the Jericho Cruise. Because we've been talking about it. And we've been like laughing about getting invites. We've been like, hi Chris, get us on the cruise, come on. And I would go to the Jericho Cruise. Not for the wrestling, necessarily. Just for all the ridiculous stuff that seems to go on on the Jericho Cruises. Like, wrestlers embarrassing themselves in karaoke, all kinds of stupid stuff. Maybe Meltzer will be walking around and people can be like, oh, I Didn't Booker T have a go with him? Would I? Would cruise. I not? Would I, story. I've just realised, would I want to be stuck on a cruise ship with wrestling fans for however long? This could of, have been a bad show. Of course show. you would, Jack. Yeah. You would love that. you. Yeah, yeah, I'm one of them. Get it. it It'll be when we go to Rise, but for three days. That's what I just thought. I was like, yeah. no, no, I'll, no, no, no. I like being, I like Rise. But people, people are normally very nice in Rise. But, yeah. but it's just like you say when you're trying to, when the the excellent bit of the song's coming up, and then someone's like, why do you think yeah. they're booking the Shield at the minute? Just one <laughs> more. I couldn't believe they put the title on Miz. <laughs> Don't be put off approaching us in public. I feel bad now. No, no, because one... No, I, you should be, because one guy did it one time. He went, look, I know, I'm not going to ruin your night. I just want to say thanks for the podcast. Aww, and that was it. It was no, great. That's no, no, so I have sad. no patience. If I've had a few drinks and with people, I'm having a good time and enjoying life, and someone goes like, I think AW's overrated me. I'm like, shut up. I tried, I tried to... Um, I tried to be like, oh, I just give very short answers. Like, oh, yeah, 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 cool, yeah. I like to talk to people when they just want to ask, like... Or they just want to say what they do or like what where they're from. That's much more interesting than talking about wrestling. I'll, I'll talk about wrestling any time, any day of the week. Apart from when it's Saturday night. The one Saturday night you get of the week when you're singing and dancing and songs going on. My God. All right. Uh, so where would but you I don't go, mind being, But don't mind being approached by people. I feel bad now, man. I feel bad. Anyway. Stay away from me. I'll go at the Raw after Mania me I'd love to do that again but like because I went, I went to one but I was dressed up as a king so I didn't have a, I didn't have a good time <laughs> so I was too self-conscious about the way I looked um, so I'd go to that one and have a jolly good time <laughs> mm. nice what happened at the one that you went to do you remember because I was at the one where oh, I think you were up there as well where um, Roman Reigns coming out and going my yard after people booed him for 10 minutes the one we went to was after Wrestlemania 32 um, at the one where AJ Styles won the four-way in the main event and then Vince McMahon was there at the start. It just felt like the entire arena was looking at this man, like man, like grown man, dressed as a king. An excellent oh. part of the night was when uh, we'd never met him before at this point. Wale walked past and went, how you doing, king? Gave Ross a little fist bump or a handshake and walked off and Ross was just like... I was like, how you doing, pal? You all right? All right. <laughs> I knew, I knew, at that point in time, I knew about the song with Lady Gaga, My Name Wale, 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 but that was all I knew about Wale, so I didn't initially recognise him. I didn't know, what met, he lo- didn't know what he looked like. We then met Wale afterwards, and he was spot on. You yeah. know, we're well familiar with Wale now. He's I just wish part. he would, right, I wish he would look at my DM when I ask him to come on straight to hell and just give me a reply. A no will be fine. I just want to know if it's a yes or a no, right? <laughs> Wale... I've asked you three or four times now, and I've had no reply. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, please, please, Wally. No, please. that's excellent networking there. Yes. 
And after that, read Ross's amazing article <laughs> on the definition of the thing. No, bollocks said. to that article. Just say yes or no, Wally. Just that's all I want, Mr. Wally. Sir. Call me, call us maybe. <laughs> but it's funny. It's not, it's not a Wally. <laughs> oh, is it not? But the, the funny thing is, like, I've already had one interaction with them on Twitter, and it was, I said something like, Roman Reigns looked really good this week. And I was like, in contradiction to when he looked bad, I guess. And Wally's like, replied, no, he didn't. I'm like, and then Wally, <laughs> Wally'd been on W Raw like several times that year. You I'm cannot like, complain. He's, he's criticized. No, his, he was crap. His, his passion for wrestling is fantastic. He, he abs- um, and he swore again there. He absolutely loves it. <laughs> he's yeah. also the best um, at wearing and selecting good-looking wrestling merch to wear. Like, his vintage wrestling merch looks good, whereas, you know, wrestling merch is hot. Sometimes you'll get yourself, like, that RVD one with all the sperm on it or whatever. But no, his is good. Hey, whatever you do with that church, your own thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, my golden ticket is going to have to be... Oh, let me think all the places. I'll tell you what, Wrestle Kingdom... Not Wrestle Kingdom. When the Japanese deathmatch companies do that one week where they all run, like, Freedoms and... I think it's just Freedoms at the minute. That's not going to work, is it, for a while? Or Alberhausen. Right. Beautiful, easy jet there and back. Oh, there we go. I'd waste my golden ticket on going there. You've been there before, though. I know. <laughs> but, you know, you just go someplace that's nice. I was almost Lovely do... people, and you miss them. You miss the experience of going there and traveling. I was almost oh. going to go for PWG, because I've never been before, I thought. But I thought you were going to go for Triple Mania. Oh, that's a great idea. Thank you. Oh. Yeah, I'll go Triple Mania. There you go. Absolutely. Then. Oh, Jack, you little wonderful person. Yeah. Cheers. <laughs> Afternoon, gents. Question number two, an hour and a half later. Long time watcher, first time contributor. Can't claim to have watched from the beginning. Don't worry about that. But maybe around 30. That's fine. Wow. Firstly, love everything you're doing. I started as a wrestling fan who likes YouTube, and I'm a cultaholic fan who sometimes watches pay per views. <laughs> I am an extremely late bloomer in the wrestling who once saw a retro hype package for Kane whilst pissed at a karaoke bar and decided to see what all the fuss was about. <laughs> Having seen the American Big Show lose to the Russian Rusev and Dolph Ziggler and Sting, who I knew nothing about, overcome the odds against the authority, I decided WWE was less predictable than I thought. Cena beat Rusev at WrestleMania and the authority was back weeks later, but I was far too gone already. Sounds about right. So my question, what is your first wrestling memory? I don't necessarily mean first time watching the product or first memorable match. For example, my first actual memory is of my cousin playing a WWE game whilst I was eight and thinking it was terribly violent. I had a posh and sheltered upbringing. Cheers, George from Redden. Cheers, George. Thank you, George, and thank you for the Redden Festival. (laughs) Mine... Yeah, Tim. Um... Mine specifically is my neighbours where I lived in Newton Aycliffe. Bloody hell, it's gone back a while. They had, I think, shirts or a video or maybe he's holding a poster of the Legion of Doom. So I'm trying to think why that would be. So it would have to be maybe Battle Royal at the Albert Hall. That's got them on the front cover. But I remember seeing them and that was the first exposure to what a wrestler looked like. Because it was such a weird moment. What, what? What is that? Those lads with the big red and black shiny pads and spikes and face paint. One of them's a spider. One of them's a hawk. One of them's got a reverse mohawk. I'm like, what's that? And then just walked off. Um, 
it really was one of those images you're seeing, you're like, well, you're thinking about it years later, just burning in your head, like, what? What? Mm. Human beings look like that? So, what about you, Ross? Mine's one of two. I don't know. I can't put it in order. Mine's either getting Super Brawl 2000 and the WCW Superstar Series with Goldberg and Sting, the green VHS, getting off my eighth birthday, or the, the fake American wrestling I saw at Morpeth uh, Leisure Centre where me and a couple of other kids saw what was supposed to be Prince Albert. He was stood outside the bogs looking very menacing like that. And we were, I remember looking up at him going, who are you supposed to be? <laughs> 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 it's one of those two things I can't remember which one had a picture with fake Kane and fake Undertaker in the ring which was a, a, it's boggling because I was terrified of Kane as a kid and it was that it was that original you know OG Kane mask and all the real guy Glenn he was there in Morbeth <laughs> yeah he was a fake Undertaker but the real Kane <laughs> <laughs> and what about yourself Joe I can't remember but the earliest thing I remember, but I was clearly already into wrestling at this point, but was the Attitude game on the N64. So not the good one, not No Mercy Attitude, which was hard. Like, I was never good at it. It was hard. And I remember before the match, it would go to Wrestler 1 and they'd do a taunt. And they'd go to Wrestler 2 and they'd do a taunt. And one of the rocks, were, uh, sorry, one of Steve Austin's was, um, can we say the P word? You P word me off? Yeah. Yeah, he says, you pissed me off. And I knew that was a bad word, I've been told. So I remember like being so scared that my mum was going to find out. And I think I ran and hid in the garden <laughs> in case she was going to like take the game off me. <laughs> That's the logic when you're a kid. If I run away, and then nothing bad will happen. I think that was a feature. <clears throat> in the, oh, so the PlayStation 1, I think it was exclusive to it. You could change it from like sweary to non-sweary. So say oh, different you? things. I hope I'm not making that up. If only I'd known. My memory's bad. As you can tell by the show. <laughs> I remember that Al Snow's head was an unlockable character in that game. And obviously they do the pre-match thing. So it goes to head and it's just a head and hand and feet. There's no body. Yeah. And he goes, I am so big and muscular. What? <laughs> wow. Because I guess head had to have lines. That was a yeah. rock solid game, that one. That was really difficult. It certainly was. Number three. Hello and ahoy hoy. There have been some great quizzes recently and I have made one about the pay-per-view between the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania or the last pay-per-view before WrestleMania to account for the four years where there were two pay-per-views between like this year. Not counting NXT take hours, network specials or super shows. Not like this year. I'm stupid. A good one for me was No Way Out 2000 which is the first pay-per-view I saw. It says Mark Henry versus Viscera was a classic <laughs> winky face. Getting into wrestling when Channel 4 got the rights. Having the fun of watching Heat on a Sunday afternoon. Enjoy the quiz and thank you for all your content, especially with helping to get through the last year. Pass over to Ross for some Quizalicious for you, baby. Quizalicious? <laughs> oh, another quick thing, actually. Uh, Richard Butcher sent that question from Snowing Nottingham, and he's the one who said, have you tried doing a New Age Outlaws feel? I have now, Richard. Thanks ah. for the suggestion. Watch your noises this week, lads. Um... I'll go for. Oh man, I'm really bad at thinking of these. Uh, one more time. Tribute. Question number one: In which year was the first pay per view held between the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania, and what was its name? Do 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 do. Mafu. It was. Uh oh. 
It was Rage in the Cage, 1996. Correct, correct, yes. correct. Oh, in your right. house, Rage in the Cage. It's uh, in your house, sorry. It's for people playing along at home. I'm sorry. Uh, name either of the two people involved in the first match on that show. Oh, Brucey P just did the podcast for this. Um... They are both big names. <laughs> oh. Do, 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 do. Matthew. Are you counting the uh, kickoff show? No, I think... I'm in trouble. Oh, nah. I'm in trouble. That's Jake yeah. Roberts versus Tatanka, I think. I'm um, in trouble. I think this is main card, yeah. Balls. Is it Razor Ramon versus uh, 123Kid? Correct. Oh, it was the first match. Oh, oh, oh. oh okay. Uh, when was the first event that a world title changed hands? Or when was the first event that a world title changed hands and uh, who won it? Do, 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 do. <laughs> yep. It would be... Uh, oh, Christ, what was it called? 97, the um, four-way. Incorrect. Oh. I've got the air down here. It's not 97. Turn off the title? Okay. Um, I have a guess. One more time. Jack? Yeah, I'll go for uh, 998 D-Generation X. When was that in your house? Closer, but no cigar. No okay. way out 2001. The, re- the, the, Rick, what? the Rock beat Kurt Angle. For the, the, first time, Championship. the first time any title changed hands or the first time a... World. world. A world title, right, right. Wow, world title that's hands. much later than I thought still. Out of the 25 events held, how many have seen a world title change hands? <sighs> Should we both guess oh. a number? Yeah. yeah. Do, 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 do. Matthew? Five. Correct. Oh. Were you going to say five? <laughs> oh, no, I wasn't going to say five. <laughs> Uh, at which event were there three world title changes and who won them? Three world title three. changes. Oh, whoa. One more time. Jack. No way out 2008. Ooh, it's not written on the sheet of paper. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> that was no mercy. That wasn't even in between WrestleMania and Rumble. No, I did. No, you're right. Was that then? Uh, yeah. Maybe not. That's Maybe my not. Do, 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 do. No way out 2009. Elimination Chamber 2010. Okay. Oh. Cena won a chamber match where Sheamus went in as champion. Batista <sighs> beat John Cena for the championship oh. after Vince McMahon. And then Chris Jericho won a chamber yes. Yeah, where Shawn Michaels did that. Yes. And he said, and he swore again. That buggery, we'll say. Um, number six. How many years did it take for the Women's Slash Divas Championship to be defended on the main card <laughs> of an event? Oh, man. Uh... So what, I'm, I'm, what the answer... Yeah, I'm looking for how many years it took from the first event. How many years after that did it take? So, not from the invention of the belt. From the first. The invention of the mid Rumble Mania pay per view. Okay. One more time. Jack. I'm going to say it took 12 years. Close, but not. Okay. Uh, No, 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 no. It's. I think there's there's one and one between uh, Trish and Steph, so I'm going to say five. Divas. 17 is written down here. It was the Divas belt. First, oh, time defending, first time defender was the Divas Championship at the Elimination Chamber of 2012. Uh, Can I get a point there, please? Yes. Okay. Thank you. Out of pity. <laughs> what is the longest match to take place at an event? Name the event, the year, the length, the wrestlers, and the stipulation. Oh, oh. no. Do one. <laughs> how, about, how about we don't? <laughs> one more time. Jack. 
I'm going to go for Elimination Chamber 20, Elimination Chamber 2018, an Elimination Chamber match, the one with Roman, Strowman, and all the rest. <laughs> I think that was coming in a quiz recently, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, we did that, that last week. Yeah, I think, yeah. yeah I, think this, I think that match was longer than the one that's written here. Oh. <laughs> That'll set yeah. the cam on the pigeons, but we'll go with the answers written down here and trust our viewership. Oh, okay. Um, I thought the other one then was the twenty-nine, the one the year later, slightly longer. One written down here is No Way Out 2001. Length is 39 minutes, 26 seconds. Triple H versus Stone Cold Steve Austin, oh, three stages of hell. I'll repeat okay. the question just in case. What but, was the longest match to take place at an event? Name the event. Yeah, what is the longest match full stop? But have we made a mistake with the criteria? Was he not counting years when there were two pay-per-views in between? Was this not the last one before WrestleMania? In 2018, Matthew will have to answer that one. The next one was not counting. Oh, I've, I've been, yeah, I've been mistaken. I think that's not counting done. NXT takeovers, network specials, or super shows. Oh. I thought there was a bit after that where he said uh, two events and blah blah blah. I mean about the pay per view between the Rumble and WrestleMania slash the last pay per view before WrestleMania. The last to one, account yeah. for the four years where there were two pay per views between. So yeah, yeah that's where we well, yeah, misread your yeah. criteria completely, mate. Yep, yeah, we've just been stupid people here. How many times have no world titles been defended in brackets, not including the ECW Championship? And can you name the events and years? No titles have no. been defended. Um... It's a yes or no question, and I'm going to say no. And I should get a point for being honest. Uh, they aren't, well, Matthew? Going through. What's the question again? How many times have no world titles been defended, not including the ECW Championship? Uh, no, 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 Is it once? And it was uh, no way out in Texas. Four. No <laughs> way out. Nineteen ninety-eight. No way out. Two thousand and seven. Fast lane. Twenty fifteen. And elimination chamber. Twenty twenty. I should have got a point because oh, yeah. the last bit of the question was, "And can you name them?" And I said no, and I couldn't. I was right. <laughs> so I should get a point. Yeah, get a point for that. Nine individual championships have only been defended once at an event. Can you name any of them and where they or when they were defended? Individual championships is, for example, a Raw Tag Team Championship, World Tag Team Championships, ETC. Nine individual championships have been defended once at an event. Name any of them and when they were defended. Individual championship is, for example, Raw Tag Team Championships, World Tag Team Championships, yeah. ETC. One more time. Jack. I'll go for uh, No Way Out 2002 and the Cruiserweight title because that was when it first came along and I'm banking on it never have been defended there again. There is a No Way Out 2002 answer here, but it's not the Cruiserweight <coughs> title. Okay. So half a point, I guess. <laughs> Matthew? Uh, do, 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 do. No. Mm. Well, you could add one of... Light Heavyweight Championship, No Way Out 1998. NWA okay. Heavyweight Championship, No Way Out 1998. <sighs> yeah, never There's two No Way Out, sorry, 2002s. The European Championship and the Undisputed Championship. Uh, the World Tag Team Championship, No Way Out 2003. NXT Tag Team Championship, Roadblock 2016. Oh. Raw Women's Championship, oh. Fastlane 2017. Universal Championship, Fastlane 2017. Women's Tag Team Championship, Fastlane 2019. Last question, everybody. Are we excited? Yeah. Certainly Which are. was the first event to feature an Elimination Chamber match? Brucey bonus. How many matches have taken place at all of the last pay-per-views before WrestleMania? Sorry, can I you... think that's a separate question. Sorry, can Number you... 10. What, what was the first part of this? What was the first Elimination Chamber? Which was the first yeah. event to feature an Elimination Chamber, but the, obviously between WrestleMania oh, and the Rumble? Do, 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 do. 2008. Correct. 
The Brucey bonus. Wait, oh, I'm confused. So winner takes all. He- yeah, so the, the, the first time. Say the, the Brucey bonus again, please. Brucey bonus. Sorry, can you say the question again, please? Oh, the question? I thought you just want me to say Brucey bonus. <laughs> <laughs> How many matches have taken place oh, at okay. all of the last oh. pay per views before WrestleMania? Winner takes all here. I'll just guess. Mafu. Uh, 13. Jack? What? How many matches have taken place? Just all any of the pay per views, yeah. Right, okay, I'll guess. Oh, if I'm in all the elimination chamber matches. Oh, crap. Matthew, I have a proper guess. I'm going to get right anyway. I have a proper guess. Closest answer takes the quiz. Closest answer takes the quiz. Oh, all right. Which was like roughly eight, and there's been a lot of them. Do, no, no, no. 800. I'm going to say 123. 169. Jack takes the I quiz. Don't, I don't win the whole quiz. Wait a minute, what was my match there? 800. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> as yeah, soon as you said that, that, I thought, I might as well not risk this and go high. I'm just going <laughs> to... Jack just said one and be right. Yeah. <laughs> 800. <laughs> Stay in I enjoy school, those quizzes, me. Yeah, Absolutely they were great. Me. Some of them, some of those questions look very well done, but some of them like, name 17 things. I'm like, nah, yeah, right. But they, they were good, though. Thank you very much, Richard Butcher, again. Excellently researched. Yes. They, they were. Number four, Kia Aura Diddlers. <laughs> Keeping up with the foreign train gimmick, this time I have some Kiwi, in brackets, New Zealand, thank you, slang for you to decipher. I will put the answers at the bottom of the email so Jack doesn't cheat and ruin the whole thing. Don't Good luck that. with the accent. Keep in mind while you read these, um, like at the pub or outside doing something. What I'm very happen? happy for you, pal. Can and I, I know defend- already, wait a minute, this is from Obscurity. The guy who oh, so much streams. Oh, piss off then. I don't want to talk to him. No, is I'm he being getting legit- your streams no, as well? I'm being legitimate here, right? He is one of the reasons. <laughs> He's one of the reasons that I do- I'm assuming it's a boy. I don't know. They are one of the reasons that I look forward less to streaming every week. So you can do one. Don't care. Oh, God. Why would happen? Well, he just always has a go and just constantly nitpicks at me in the chat. And if I saw him, I'd just love to f- I. I didn't know this. I'd, sorry. Yeah, well, I, I didn't know this either. No, I, I mean, I know he's a dick with me, but I thought it was a playful thing. You, well, I thought, well, I think he thinks it's a playful thing. And now he's going to discover that actually I'm just trying to do my job, mate. Just piss off. Oh, no. No, I've had a crap week, Matthew. I've got no motivation oh, sorry, to do Jack. this. I might just go and get a job in a pub somewhere. I've had enough. We can say hello to him because he's... Oh, anyway. Um, well, well, on that job note... Tries to chew- no, the thing is, right, that's not even a very, that's not even a very, like, obviously that's nothing. That's nothing, that's not, that's like nothing offensive. But it's constant, Matthew. Mate, it's constant with this lad. Just constantly. Do you know what I mean? And then Owen's there next to me going, oh, Obscurity's had to go at you again. I know he has. <laughs> and, and one pinprick can't harm a man, but a million little friggin' pinpricks every day. Oh, I want to smash something. Right, okay. I still like you. Oh, Matthew, you're not helping. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I... On that, on that happy note, um, what I'm do sure you think... I'm sure he's a nice lad. <laughs> Am as, I? As we continue going around the world with this, uh, finding out how little we know about other cultures, here's some local colloquialisms from New Zealand. Number one, what do you think chur means? C-H-U-R. <sighs> who... who... Knows it's New Zealand. I've literally, no who, idea. <laughs> honestly, who cares? Sheep. Oh wait, I'm supposed to have them in front of us. So and can I, I to def- sorry to defend sorry. to defend myself against this point sure. that I cheat as well? People don't typically put the answers there. I'm just really clever in class obscurity, so you can you do one actually? <sighs> sorry, that's really 
you know what? He's been the straw that's broken the camel's back. It's not him. It's not actually him. It's not actually him. What is chur, please? Uh, sorry, I, I had to... Chair and scouse. Chur. Kiwi for thanks, cool, etc. That was choice air, bro. Oh, that's just stupid, that. M- Munter. Ugly, ugly person. That's a I think, I think, I think well. we use that over here. Yeah, an ugly woman, British yeah. slang. Oh, wait a minute. Do your research, you dick. <laughs> Absolute tit. Yeah, nothing comes up in urban songs. Stupid, that. stupid person. Oh. You should know that. Up the gut. Up the gut. Um, is that is that a vulgar term for sexual intercourse? I thought it would be that. Yeah, N- I concur. No, uh, to be straight up, or have the courage to tell someone something to their face, like you're doing right now. You are up the guts right no, now. No, it's not to his face. He's on the other side of the prison wall. Bogan, and it says has a different meaning to our slower Australian cousins. <laughs> Bogan, uh, I prefer Australians personally, mate. Liar. Uh, I'll say it's got a slightly different meaning. Is it it like a is it like a fool, an idiot? Something I'll find out. Uh, Didn't he attach the definitions? He did. He said it in the email specifically, so I wouldn't cheat. Yeah, so Jack's sent it. It's not so gave them to me, so, so I don't have them either. I'm, I think I must have left them off then. I think I thought Ross had them because he does the mailbag. I've got them, yeah. I sent them to everybody. I've got them here. Um, okay. It says oh, Sam you go is, ahead, pal. Sorry about that. Sam is a bit of a bogan. A metalhead who is into cars and drinking cheap booze. <laughs> Sam, likes, Sam, likes expensive, Sam likes expensive drink, to be fair. Yeah, he does, I. Flamboyant man yeah. with the alcohol. IPA isn't that good ones. Uh, yeah. yeah, I call him a bogan then. Both terms. Hard case. Are you joking? Is he having a laugh? That's quite obvious, surely. A tough person. The correct answer is someone who makes you laugh slash something that is positive or cool. I was wrong there. The podcasts are hard case. I was wrong there. I apologise, obscurity. (laughs) Skooks. S-K-U-X. It's just a noise, that. Yeah, I wouldn't know what to say for that one. Apparently, Scots. it means a word that is just something positive but can change meaning depending on context. Looking, looking skooks of... mean you can look attractive or cool depending on the context. What kind oh, of... we both look, we both look uh, oh. skooks. Uh, Jack is of... looking very skooks this week. What kind of guttural orc language is this? <laughs> right. <laughs> that reaction video was totally skooks. There, you, there, there you go. That Ross, is the sentence. Well there you go. Uh, choice. Good. Excellent. It is a pun. It's used as a pun at the way New Zealanders speak. Yeah, that jacket you're wearing is choice. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Mean. Uh, Same as choice. Good. Oh, that's a mean... Number nine. That's a mean ring you found there, Frodo. A word for something that is very cool and masculine. Those cultaholic shirts are really mean. Mm. (laughs) Uh, yeah, nah. I've seen people say this online. It's like, uh, isn't it a mocking thing just to disagree with people? If someone yeah, says, mean, yeah. yeah, nah, or nah, yeah, only the last word said counts. E.g., right. did I mean what I said about the shirts? Yeah, nah. Nah, yeah, yeah, of course, mate. Nah, yeah, yeah. That's more Australian. I can't really do New Zealand accent. Hiding. Fight or beat up somebody, it's the same up here, isn't it? Yeah, give them, give them hiding. hiding. Yeah, stupid from him again. Let's uh, Spin a yarn, 
we have that over here as well to tell a story. story. Have a chat. It's four. Piece of piss. Easy. Easy. Yeah, that's what that means over there as well. Uh, Pack Assad. As in packing is like in a box. Pack Assad. I don't like the example he's used here. I'm a bit nervous about saying this. Uh, the definition uh, is give an overdramatic uh, a negative reaction to something, e.g. After you read that, Jack must have packed a sad. <laughs> he's, picked, he's picked me there. He's absolutely, <laughs> he's absolutely nailed it. I'm sure that gives him a little bit of pleasure in his sad little body. Uh, egg. Is it to encourage? Like I can't be arsed, Matthew. I can't be... I can't right, be right, cool. to do this. Hey, so uh, cheer your bunch of eggs. Hope it wasn't too make you for you and you found it a piece of piss. Uh, obscurity somewhere in New Zealand. Thank you very much for sending us uh, those lovely pics and, and questions and quizzes and everything else. You can, of course, send them along with any pictures of dogs you may want to put on the dog wall to mailbag at cultaholic.com. Uh, and we love you, Jack. Reese's Pieces. All right, lads. Hopefully the following Reese's Pieces is a nice, irreverent bit of silly fun to help alleviate the numbing ineffability of lockdown life. (laughs) For this Reese's Pieces, it's a case of select which of these choices between someone wrestling related and something hopefully amusingly nonsensical you think would win in a shoot fight. If preferred, it could be who or what you guys would prefer to have a legit fight with. Oh, God, I hope Owen's not in this. Uh, for the purpose of the game, it's a fight to KO or death, but that feels extreme. And all participants are aware of the situation and are actively trying to win. I've stuck to 10 to hopefully not bore Matthew too much in case Ross is flagging by now or if someone has upset Jack. <laughs> what are the chances of that? I don't know. Well, I don't know. If it helps, I can drink loudly. That'll just Aye, that'll do, yeah. That'll do it. Number one, fastest thought first will go Matthew, Ross, Jack. The big dog Roman Reigns, Road Dog, and the Dirty Dogs versus 101 actual Dalmatians. Um, how vicious are Dalmatians? Not very. Are they not? They're adorable, aren't they? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I would go for the the humans. I think that. Do you think that once they once they hit one or two of the dogs, the rest of the dogs would band together, or do you think they'd run away? Like a dog Borg cube. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pack mentality. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, 101 actual dogs. It will be 57 Dalmatians by the time they get their it's stuff together, but yeah. It's quite a lot. It is. I might go for the dogs. What's I'm going mean? for the dogs. Okay. The Mysterios, Ray, Dominic, and Alia, versus a fleet of flying scorpions. And it says <laughs> a fleet <laughs> constitutes at least 16. Um, flying scorpions would win all day long, wouldn't they? Are they toxic? Are they, are they poisonous? I'll go for the scorpions. No, the stories have been unfanged years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'll go with the scorpions because I wouldn't want to mess with one. Brock Lesnar versus a bear with a knife, and it says, "And he knows how to use it." The bear. What, what kind of bear? It just well, says a bear. Because I'm scared of bears, so I've done research on them before. So What's the rhyme? There's a rhyme the, in Yeah, there. it's it's if it's if it's black, fight back, the bear. If it's a black bear fight, you can fight back and it'll probably run away. Oh. If it's brown, lie down. And if it's white, good night. 
Polar, oh. polar bears are the most dangerous ones. I'll go for the bear. I'd like to see this match. I think mm. Bellator would put it on at this rate. But, <laughs> yeah, a bear. I think the bear would take a shot from Brock, get his knife out and go, nah, too easy. And then they'd have a big dramatic <laughs> battle. Seamus versus the usual population before COVID times of your local Weatherspoons at 10 a.m. on a weekday. Oh. Do you mean 10 a.m. or 10 p.m.? I think they mean a.m., implying that like hardened drinkers are in there at 10 a.m. Because uh, at, at that time, hardened drinkers are softened drinkers, really. I would, yeah. I, would, I would take Seamus all day long simply going off the Quayside Spoons in Newcastle when I would have my bicycle come into the office. The only people that were in there, early doors, 10 a.m. time, were old people, and I reckon Seamus could batter them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 10 a.m., I think Seamus has got this. 10 p.m., though, Ross, who would you have? Oh, it's the, it's the Weather Spoons all day long, uh, isn't it? Just from numbers alone. Yeah. And often there's bounces at that Spoons on a night time. Not throw him in not, the river. Not this year, obviously, but they do that spot once a North show. He's going to throw him in the river. Yeah. No, he's not. And I remember you, people you, going, would how much money to... would they need to take to get that? And then how much, how much trouble would they be in with the police have to come get you out? Like, I don't think there's enough money in the world to jump in the time, eh? I think it's disgusting. I saw, uh, <laughs> I saw a video of Scotty T from Geordie Shaw doing it once. Oh, nah. It, did they just leave weird. him or did someone have to go get him? I think... It was a different part. It wasn't near town. It was like a shallow. It must have been like a safer bit somewhere further upstream, maybe. But he did. He just he's doing the ice bucket challenge. So he goes, "All right, everyone. Obviously, I'm here doing the ice bucket challenge. Here's the ice. He's got like two bags of ice, and here's the river. And he just jumps. <laughs> he just jumps in. <laughs> Even though there's no mention of a river in the ice bucket challenge, at all. it's the river. <laughs> and here's the river. And he says he delivers the line as he's already starting to jump. He's like, and here's the river. <laughs> Kenny Omega versus Kenny Omega's hair grown sentience like snake's hair in Trios of Horror 9. <laughs> God. Wow. The hair. Kenny Omega. The promos would be amazing. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Kenny Omega's hair in a style of its own. The AEW commentary team versus two under-11s football teams. <laughs> <laughs> I like these. The football teams. Um, who we got? JR, Tony, and Excalibur. Excalibur. No, mind, mind you, I reckon, I reckon Tony can hold his all. It would be close, but I'm going for the announce table. Doesn't Tony have enough kids to have two under 11 football teams? All you do is go do the wolf whistle. I can't do with all the all his fam. The posse would come running. Twenty two kids. So the the question is if if two. Older men were attacked, and a and a younger man were attacked by twenty two kids. Oh, man, that's the best one so far. I'll go for, I'll go for the announce table. The thought you put into this, <laughs> like life or death. Yeah, Haku and the Wild Samoans ben. versus every X Factor contestant. Haku and the Wilds. Oh, every Haku contest, every contestant, not yeah. every winner. Oh, well, then all the contestants, unfortunately. There's just more, enough of them. More blood for the blood god at that point. <laughs> God. Current day Undertaker versus 1996 Kevin Keegan, who would love it if he beat him. <laughs> he would love it. I wonder if there's like a big montage of us saying that Keegan thing every week, yeah. how long it would be. You made a little reference earlier, and I thought you were going to go off for it, but you didn't. You pulled away. You saw it was there. You said you love it about something, but you left it alone. 
Um, Thank you Kevin, for that, Ross. 1996, Kevin Keegan was like a just a, a bottle of fizzy pop that was shaking up a bit too much. So he would just flatten Undertaker, wouldn't he? I'm going for the modern day Undertaker, I'm sorry. You think Undertaker would attack Stuart Pierce before it? To set up the match? <laughs> when you do that to a man like Stuart Pierce. <laughs> sorry. I think that Undertaker would come to the ring with Fergie managing him. I, I think that Kevin Keegan would No, that's it. It goes to a time limit. Keegan's this close to beat him. And he goes, uh uh, Ferguson time. And he gets Fergie two more time. minutes. He goes, what? And then Undertaker beats him. I think that. I think that Keegan would land early and often, but that there's just he's a much smaller man than the Undertaker, and just like one or two. Yeah, but he jacked. Kevin Keegan. Oh no, oh, ninety six Keegan was eighty six. Keegan could have had him. No, I think we're right. Hang on, let's let's Google Kevin Keegan height just out of curiosity. Ke- Kevin Keegan must be five foot seven. Well, that's yeah, not but with, with the ninety six hair. He's, you know, five nine. Scrappy, scrappy do though. Scrappy do vibes from Kevin Keegan in ninety six. Depending We've on, not seen him in the, in the 80s. Depending on whether we go off Google or celebheights.com, Keegan is either about 5'6 and a half or about 5'7. He can't weigh a lot. Not to sound like art uh, thingy. How much does this guy weigh? Yeah, you're right. If he's living in Newcastle, he's living a healthy diet of, you know, Donald Calzone. <laughs> anyway, we could, we'll move on. I'll take this all day. Uh, Daniel Bryan, who loves planting trees... Versus a moderately large gang of beavers who love cutting down trees. <laughs> moderately large gang. What's a moderately large gang? Is that like 15? Yeah, it's a big gang. Yeah, I would say 12 to 15. I mean, the famous saying is fighting like beavers, so I would have to go for <laughs> beavers. Defending like beavers. Defending like beavers, yeah. <laughs> I'll go for the beavers because Brian would be too emotionally... He can't harm an animal. He wouldn't. He wouldn't do it. Uh, and it's part of the ecosystem, isn't it, Beavers, to do that? So I think, yeah, Daniel Bryan just wouldn't fight. Nia Jax, oh, for fu- Nia Jax versus Big Mama Botch with a baseball bat with a nail in it because she's not like most girls. What, me mum? <laughs> Did you say something last week about her not being like most girls or something? Maybe. I mean, is, she harder- is your mum harder than Nia Jax? Yeah, because if Nia Jax touches me, Mum, I'll kill her. Right, right. <laughs> don't know how, like, but I'll summon the large beavers. <laughs> Tell her, oh, look, it's a tree, and that's it. Uh, yeah, Big Mama Botch, because I love her, but she's not listening at this point, so I could say Nia Jax. BMB all day long for me. Got the, the, mental, the mental game locked down, hasn't she? She'll just figure a, a cunning plan and then execute it to perfection. Now, you know what? My mum wouldn't fight Nia Jax. They'd come together... They'd find some shared bond, and my mum would cook her the nicest carrot cake you've ever tasted, and there'd be no more war in the world. Ah, oh, I want some of that now. Hopefully this has managed to get at least a chuckle. Thank you guys for giving me something to look forward to each week during recent health issues. All the best. James B. from Middlesbrough. Cheers, Jim. That was a good one. That was Thank good you, James piece. B. That was very successful. Thank good you for keeping it short pieces. and sweet. Mm. I rather like myself. And if you have any Reese's Pieces... Please, please, please send them to mailbag at cultaholic.com. And make sure there's a reference to Kevin Keegan in it or not read it. <laughs> it's Cultaholics. Big ah, what a nice podcast. And there's just a little bit left. And as this week's big, 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 big show question. <laughs> 
<laughs> the Big Show. What do we want him to be doing in AEW? Could I bring this little question to a standstill? Just to look at our news chat here at Work Mafu. Uh oh. Big What's breaking happened? news has happened potentially Thinking. during the podcast. Filming. Uh, EC3 sign him with Ring of Honor. I don't know. Lewis House has put for tomorrow's video. I can see Casey for NXT out for months with an injury and EC3 sign him for Ring of Honor. So if that means conclusive or if that means there's rumors, I don't know as I'm sat here right now. I left a bit off the NXT thing. Casey lost a Jaili, just stomped on a leg. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> The time on that one. Thank you, Jack. Uh, I mean, that's good for EC3. We don't really follow Ring of Honor that much, if at all. So good for him. I thought he'd already signed months ago, to be honest with you. I think it was talked about. Yeah, it was talked about. Talked there about. we go. I just thought I'd tell you, because normally we, we finish the podcast and then the news happens. Yeah. But we're sat here live and it's, it's, just, yeah. it's just been put in the chat there. So It's just yeah. one of these fake outs. The logo's coming up, the copyright bit in the bottom right corner. Where, 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 where we at? There we go. Called the Holic <laughs> trademark. It's all right, lads. And then EC3, a sign for Ring of Honor. By mm. God. Well, good for him. The Big Show. Signed I thought he was one of your favourites. No, he is. I just don't watch Ring of Honor. Oh, fair enough. Nothing personal. There's just so much wrestling to go around. And uh, between Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Vengeance Day, Rusev Day, Elimination Chamber Day and everything else. Uh, sorry, Ring of Honor. But yeah, big show. He does have, they managed to say in the big press release, that he has a wrestling license and a commentating one. He did do commentating very briefly in 2014, I want to say, on Raw and I think main events, stuff like that. He's got a good voice for it. Mm-hmm. He's got that big man confidence that we see from Kevin Nash. Hum. So it'll be <laughs> nice to see how that comes across in his commentary. Were we going to get serious Tony Schiavone style stuff or are we going to get silly bollocks like Taz? I'm all for that. What do you think, Jack? I would like to see Big Show in kind of a kind of a Taz role in that he, he's done the wrestling. He can break it down. You know, when you hear a wrestler like Smojo talk about what's going on and it's like, oh, this is... You know, like, this is why they're doing that. Regal's excellent at it. This is the pressure they're putting on here and whatever. I'd like that from the big show. But like I said in the main bit of the podcast, three matches for me, Darby Allen, Marco Stunt, Shaq. <laughs> and then he can do all the out-of-ring stuff. I don't mind from there. But just those three, that would be excellent. Maybe at the same time. Yeah. To interrupt, why do you want Darby? I can figure the other two well, but those two are a bit like, all right. I'll be honest, I thought of Derby and then I thought of Marco Stunt and I thought, oh, Marco's probably better, but I'd already said Derby. <laughs> <laughs> Good but Derby's, Derby's great at getting thrown around. That's true. Yeah. What about, what about you? you, what you? Uh, uh, what you say? What about you? What do you think? I think we'll get silly bollocks from Big Show on commentary because I've listened to a few podcasts he's been on in the past and it's what rest, old wrestlers do where they, they say the punchline when they're exhaling in the chair. He does that all the time, like, and then they get a laugh. One of them ones. You know what I mean? He didn't let me go over, bro. Yeah, one of those ones. He does that all the time, the big show. So you'll have Tony in hysterics, no doubt about it. In terms of matches, I literally don't want to see him wrestle. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen all I want to see from the big show. There's no doubt he can still do it, um, and no doubt he can still fulfill a role because he's got himself in fantastic shape, thanks to John Cena. 
Yeah, I've heard that story how John Cena, they were, they were in the gym together and Cena go, they were speaking about abs and Big Show says to Cena he would want to see a giant with abs and Cena goes, I do. <laughs> and that then yeah. encouraged him to get in the gym and get some abs, which he did so. But yeah, no doubt he can still do some things, but I, I think I heard, was it Alvarez maybe speculating that, um, again, I, I was half asleep when I listened to this, so I, I don't know if it's right or not, I'm saying that... Um, <laughs> Maybe they could book Big Show like Vince did Andre back in the, you know, when Andre was, I'm not saying Big Show's broken down and knackered, but when Andre was broken down and knackered, mm. like a, once every every so-and-so and haven't been big and strong and all that malarkey. I personally, I think it would be too jarring. I know that the different universe is AWWE, but I think AEW do, you know, acknowledge that wrestling fans have seen some things and remember some things and know some things. So I think it'd be too jarring to do that. But I don't know about wrestling, but I'm looking forward to his commentary because he seems like, like a funny bloke. Mm. I do like the idea of him having the the Haku Andre tag team, where literally Haku does all the work and tags in a big show, and then he just falls on him, and that's the, that's his contribution. <laughs> but I don't, someone did point out on Twitter, I didn't write this down um, who it was. I'm sorry to steal your joke, but like we will be able to see the reuniting of a once great team, which is of course the Shoguns, big oh, show Billy and uh, Billy Gunn. Oh, nice. Wasn't expecting you to go that direction. Yeah, that's why I like that joke on Twitter. <laughs> because it reminded me of a Once Great Power Slam magazine article, which put, I think, called um, the, the, the article was White Elephant, W Y G H T Elephant, and because he'd been a bit of a dud. And it's got about the tag teams he was in in 2001. He was like, Billy Gunn and Big Show, Shoguns. And he get listed the rest of them. It was like him and Tajiri, whatever had the name. And then. <laughs> Like the last one was Big Show and Spike Dudley, and this guy, this guy had named him Show Me the Way to the Concession Stand. <laughs> <coughs> so yeah, I felt, I felt like sharing that. that was, what's the answer to the question, good. though? <laughs> I want to see uh, Big Show and Billy Gunn. Oh, fair enough. Fair now, enough. yeah, just you're right. Him being like an ambassador, a hang around uh, type guy, like Bruno. In 86, 87, until one time someone goes, I heard you used to be a big wrestler. Well, look at the stadium. And then, and then Big Show gets it and goes, you want to see a giant with abs? And lifts up his shirt. <laughs> and then the guy takes a bump. Um, yeah, and you're right. The possibilities are endless. A, a match with Marco Stunt would be funny. Then we'd all like to see that. Mm. Ooh, get him. But yeah, I think he could be used well. As long as they don't treat him like... It's an old guy. Yay! You know, and like, that's it. That's all we need is a dude who is big in 98, like all the wrestling needs right now. Because that would be bad. Because I'm sick of it. Yeah. And I will complain online until Tony pays me £5 to say otherwise. And those are my thoughts, my thoughts alone. You have also heard the thoughts of Ross Twiddell. Ross, what else do people... Uh, see, he's at the end of the podcast when I mess up every word. How else can people enjoy your thoughts? Uh, this Sunday, I believe, there's a tier list going out about um, Elimination Chamber winners with Andrew, that little bald fella. He's making his debut on the series. And then on Monday, I've got the return of Straight to Hell coming out with Aiden English, or Matt Raywalt, as he's known these days by his uh. real name. Um, Really, maybe the best episode of sorry Matthew and Jack, but maybe the best episode ever because he was just oh. I didn't expect it to be so like revealing and open about things in WWE, but he just he just sat there and talked some words, and I was just sat there like, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to listen to you, you you interesting man. So that's on Monday night. That's exciting. That's nice. And I was on his uh, Twitch stream, and he was 
playing Call of Duty, which is weird. I'm like, shouldn't you be, you know, reading a fancy book? That's leather bound. Or whatever. <laughs> he he no. does everything. He was running through all the, the YouTube channels and the social media things he does, and he just does everything. He likes his whiskey. That's why I like him right now. Yeah. His whiskey YouTube. And I said something about whiskey whiskey cubes. He was like, oh, don't get them. They're horrible. No, no, no. It's one of the brands. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I've seen a video where he explains the science of making your own whiskey um, yeah. ice cubes and making them clear by getting one of a fridge or something because everything separates and you take the stuff from the top of it. I can't remember what it was, but it was very scientific and I didn't expect so much science to be in whiskey, but there you go. Yeah. This is a great advert for him, but hey, he did such a great job with you, then we should plug him. Yeah. Jack, Definitely. what have you got for us? Our favourite guy. Cheers. Um, well, my new series is continuing, but that'll be out before this video. It might not, because I might ask Pachita for some, I might book some days off. <laughs> um, so I don't know. Keep an eye out if it's there, it's there. If it's not, it's not. Uh, Twitch as well, which I'm not overly keen on at the minute after the police thing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to plug. My weekly feature, every Wednesday, the midday-ish, on whatever's going on in the world of wrestling on cultaholic.com. Fantastic. No promises, because I've got no idea where my head's at. <laughs> don't worry. Well, you can find updates by following us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash cultaholic. Yeah, yeah. And also the official, the fan, not only do we have the cultaholic Facebook page, but the official cultaholic fans page. And they're both filled with lovely people. Because we, we only know a few people here. And you can see me play games at 6pm GMT on Twitch.tv as well. What are you playing at the minute? Well, I did Goldeneye, the Xbox Live Arcade thing that got ported. Well, not ported, yeah, got leaked. I, I was, I was <laughs> watching this last weekend a bit when you were doing it. And I remember oh, realising, I re oh. just, a little, just a little snippet I saw. And I realised I'm not as good as you are at Goldeneye. You were just running through the dam on the first level, shooting lads from a mile away. I was like, "How is he doing that?" I'm like, oh my god! Oh, thank you. This, this is why uh, this is what I tell my parents like the Eddie Kingston promo. I was like, "This is why I, it's why you don't have a grandkid." Why <laughs> 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 have this? This it's me beat the game on Double O Agent. So yeah, but this week it, oh, I try to get away from Resident Evil. To be honest with you, the original one because I'm crap Ooh. at it, and I'm at a bit now. Where I'm like, oh no, I'm really, really knackered here. But they're like, play it. We love Resi. I'm like, oh, <laughs> no. So we'll do that, and then until, until people get bored of it, I'll play something else. There's only one way to find out, and that's going to Twitch.tv forward/coldaholic if you're in that type of thing. And if not, do not worry because there's other things for you to get into, like going to Patreon.com forward/coldaholic to pledge your votes to the Hall of Fame. Or just send us whatever's on your mind at mailbackacolaholic.com. But we've had a lovely podcast, some more lovely than others. But we appreciate you listening and watching. I'd like to end each episode by putting our hands up a puppet's ass, going up to the camera <laughs> and saying, one, two, three, join, join us. us. Join us. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 